as an angry lefty atheist guy, I'm on the same page as an angry right wing misogynistic sexist fucking pastor Christian like crazy Christian cultish kind of guy. Yes. I'm on the same page as this guy. And that's fucking yep. wrong. That how that that should tell you all you need to fucking hear about our president elect. That should tell you everything you need to fucking hear. Hey everybody, welcome to the Utah Outcast. We are a very much uncensored and unabashedly atheist show coming at you from the great and spacious state of Utah via podcast and YouTube. We strive to bring you some news you missed, have some fun with real audio, and oh so much more each and every week. For each topic that we find funny, infuriating, or just plain newsworthy, we make sure to consume each with as much skepticism and as much as irreverence as legally allowed by our church-ran legislature. I'm X, and I'm your host, and this is episode number 77. And before we get into the show proper, let's meet our panelists for the evening and find out what they've been up to. So in no particular order, help me welcome in Kyle Steenblake and Felicia Entwistle. Hi! Hi, guys. Uh, so what have you guys been up to? Um, Healing from the deep depression that I sunk into after the election. I'm back. I'm back. I'm feeling my, I feel like myself again. Still <laughs> avoiding the news in general, but I, I feel like Felicia again. So this is good. This is good. I was about Avoiding to the news is a good thing. Yeah, I, can't help I just can't do it. Can't I? Cannot handle the heavy stream that is just my Facebook feed and everything. Everything lately has been awful. So well, it doesn't yeah. help that literally everything that the fucking Cheeto Hitler has been doing has been wrong. Like literally See, that, everything. <laughs> that's the thing is that, and and then he like goes back on his campaign promises, and it's like, no, I'm not really building a wall, and it's like. Okay, I appreciate that, but I don't like what you're doing instead. It's not better. Yeah, you're not like it's calling, not better. Calling Taiwan and talking to them about stuff. Like we haven't talked to Taiwan like that on the phone for 40, 50 fucking years because China exists. <laughs> yeah, China doesn't really like that. No, but you're not in charge yet and you're already fucking everything up from the state department. Hurry up and get Mitt uh, Romney in there. Please hurry up and get somebody that's a statesman in there to run shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh God. Do you, think, do you think Mitt Romney could actually stomach it though? Cause he can't stand Trump. And I don't this know. Is where yeah. You have to go. This is where you have to go. Okay. I disagree with you on like everything Romney, but like, I never believed you were a bad person. I totally believed you were disconnected from reality and, yeah. and the rest of us people. But I never thought that you were like a bad person. And so we need you. We need a fork tongue guy. Please, we need somebody with some fucking semblance of sense to be in office because holy shit. (laughs) Anyway. I'm sorry. Really, I never, ever, ever thought that we, any of us, would ever say, Mitt Romney. Oh, God, please, please help me. Mitt Romney, you're my only hope. (laughs) Save us. (laughs) Save us, Mitt Romney. Okay, so as a quick heads up, uh, the show is brought to you courtesy of our fans who support the show financially via Patreon, and I'm so on- and so I am honor bound to thank each one of them who continues to do so. So with that said, many thanks go out to Robert Jones, Dan Ellis, Luis Cruz, and Jeff Linville. Each of these folks donate at the VIP tier level, which means they get some rewards back at them, and they get to see all the uncut stuff and listen to all the fun stuff. Uh, but one person stands above all the rest, and that's our sole platinum tiered 
Danny Lopez. I was thinking about naming the tier after him, like the Danny Lopez Memorial the Danny tier. tier. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think we should I do like that. that. We should it. do so, that. I don't have the words to uh, tell you guys how awesome it is to know that there are people out there who like us enough to share their incomes with the show. Uh, 2017 <laughs> is fastly approaching, and I've added new stretch goals to the campaign, so you might want to go check those out, including, uh, I don't know if I wrote it in there yet, but I've put out, I'm going to put out there that if you get us to a hundred bucks an episode, I'm going to buy a Jim Baker bucket and live off of it for a month with video and blogs. I'm having, I'm having a hard time deciding whether it's, uh, that's a matter of loving us that much or really not liking you that much. No, I've seen enough YouTube channels where they live off of shit like that. And I'm like, if that's what it takes, okay. <laughs> I still say that I, I still say we should have a stretch goal of once we reach it, we all do a photo shoot in garments because you guys know we can get our hold of garments. We can do this. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we we definitely we definitely. Oh, you know what we yeah. should do. It's only but if I, if I if, can get the if, old style if ones we, with the butt if, flap. If we get if we if we get a donate a sizable donation, uh, as yet to be determined. Felicia will eat some of the imitation powdered cheese product <laughs> nope i don't think there's any money that can make it <laughs> so if you it want to help out the good program is what it is i will do i will do a lot for this show okay and i would i uh, i will eat the imitation cheese product it says just on video water. just add but, uh, water we don't, have, we don't have oh just add water oh fuck you uh okay we don't have a price <laughs> yet it will Jim. be a reachable price but it's <laughs> Jim Baker's bucket of powdered cheese. It was like a three-pound oh, tub of it, too, man. It's just <laughs> oh. yeah. So if you want to help out the program, but don't have the budget, we'd love a quick review or subscribe on whatever app you catch us on. Every little bit helps, and we'll give you a shout out for it. Hell, we'll even give shout outs for follows on our social media, all of which you can find us as Utah Outcasts on Twitter. We've had some new followers: Leanna Estrada, Mark Nay, and Feline Groovy. It says Feline Groovy, but I think it's supposed to be a play on words, you know. Feeling it's groovy, feline. feline groovy. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's feline. Oh, we had a I had a pissing contest with Brian Fisher this week. That was kind of fun. Oh yeah, that was. You know, that it, was interesting. I get a little bit starstruck talking to him. Like I talk about you on phone through audio all the time, and it's like <laughs> all of a sudden, senpai noticed me. <gasps> no, so he he made a quote about uh how people need to get over it the the fact that uh that Trump won the presidency or something like that, or you need to get over this or get over that. And I said, yeah, get over it. Much like you guys with abortion, women, ha- women having the rights to vote and to say no and not having to stay at home. And he's like, yeah, yeah. we will never get over this, the dismembering of unborn babies. I'm like, really? That happens. No, yeah, God does that quite a bit. And they're not babies. They're zygotes, you know? Well, um, they're like a booger attached to a uterus at that point most of the time. <laughs> the, okay, the, the, there's there's the late term, um, which mm-hmm. is where rare. we're terminating a pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, and they're very rare, and uh, th- those are not pretty, but they're not they're not brutal. Yeah, like we we need to make a, a distinction there. Um, there are there is a surgical one where they actually do scrape the uterus, um, and that is pre very that's still pre viability. There is no uh, nervous system attached to the brain, therefore mm-hmm. no pain. There is a a, a very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, there is an asshole, so you're killing an asshole. 
There is there is well, a nervous yeah. system, but it's not attached to the brain. Yeah. So the nervous system does respond with like a twitch to stimuli, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That doesn't mean a there doesn't mean that the brain can process what that stimuli is. Yeah. So that's not right. pain. Ability to respond to stimuli can be elicited in dead frogs if you hook electricity up to it. And no, there even, is electricity, yeah. but even better than that, if you have oh. skin for like frog legs, like you pour salt on them and they start twitching. I mean, yeah, like that. They're well, that's a chemical. That's not a nervous, but that's, yeah, like that's what that's what nervous reactions are. They're chemical reactions. They are chemical, <laughs> but I like it's literally like the sodium is. Yeah, yeah, I know. Anyway, let's finish up with the the community stuff. I, I guess hosted on the Godless Revolution this week, this past week. So, and I shared a little bit TMI concerning underwear because they were talking about dressing to the left or dressing to the right, and I'm like, I dress to the dead center and. They're like, what? And I'm like, oh, I wear snuggies. I wear, I wear mankinis everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, really? (laughs) It it came short of me having to get up and pull the string out and be like, look, (laughs) not Not a banana hammock, (laughs) not quite that. So, uh, you, we love those guys. So if you're not a fan of them, if you're not listening to them, you really should go subscribe. And I think that's about it. So now that we got all of that out of the way, let's get into our first segment of the week. News you missed. A article from our friend Callie Wright from the Gatheist Manifesto. She wrote it on Patheos, uh, saying Trump pro- uh, Trump can undo all of this LGBTQ progress on day one. And so, according to the Center for American Progress, there are eight count them eight executive orders that Obama has signed that Trump could undo if he really wanted to. Now, keep in mind his his hundred day agenda was like. Uh, remove any unconstitutional executive statement. So that's a very wide. Oh, but he doesn't know what that is. He no. doesn't even know. He's not even read the fucking constitution. No, not even close. Even Paul Ryan said that he had to talk to him about what the constitution is and especially the separation of powers and stuff. And it's like, also the executive orders are constitutional. Like, like all yes. of them. Yes, they all are. of you, them. You ran for president not knowing what the, the separation of powers was. You're not going to be the CEO of America, you douche nozzle. Except with Congress and the Senate, you know, he's pretty much going to be able to run it however the fuck he wants because nobody's going to fact check him on shit because that's the world we live in. Yeah, we have not seen <sighs> any. And I've, I've had people be like, oh, yeah, the Republicans are going to oppose him. And I'm like, when? 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 Because they've they not done it. Any, they no, have nothing. not done it. We've got like three who have. And that, and two of those yeah. include Mitt Romney and Meg Whitman. Uh, and the other, and the Ted third Cruz. one is what's her <laughs> yeah. name? Uh, Escamilla is that her name? She's the Republican out of Florida that I like. She's fiery and wild, and I love her. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't I, agree I really... on a lot of things, but I love her. And I was like, yeah, uh, yes. Like, so, but those three, we've got those three. These are the eight executive orders that he could sign away that could cause harm to the lgbtq community that we have in america there's an executive order prohibiting federal contractors from discriminating on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity and i honestly think this one is going to go because the evangelical people are fucking mad about this one yeah i, uh, I have I a hard time the, mm. that's the thing is like i know pence would love to get rid of these and if Pence was the one in charge and he could do it then I would be scared about this but he is but the thing is <laughs> yeah maybe maybe I don't know I, I really don't know how far Trump's ego stretches with this stuff 
but uh, the thing is that yes, he could do these things. Yeah. But Trump has not been unfriendly about LGBTQ. Like he he really hasn't actually. Yeah, um, but he's gonna be he's gonna be in the Oval Office with his head up his ass the whole time because he's gonna be like yeah he's gonna be that kid sitting at the the table that has the the chair that's a little bit too tall for him with his foot kicking <laughs> underneath the desk you know ah get that's that ugly me. desk out of here that's yeah. me that is me so <laughs> all right let's what see there's a about you're five eleven yeah according to your license now <laughs> I know I definitely know that I five one on there <laughs> like is that because I'm like, this is, it's just 5-1. Like, I printed it out, I read it. Like, <laughs> everything was said 5-1 on there, and she, like, the sun was shining in her eyes because of the stupid layout of this building, and she's like, eh! Like, <laughs> so, yeah, my license now says I'm 5-11. <laughs> Let's see, there was a final rule in May 2016 that protected LGBT people from discrimination in healthcare and insurance under the ACA. I don't know why you would get rid of that. If he, if, well, if he's going to remove the ACA, it's going to remove that anyway. So, but no, well, wait, he yeah. said he's going to keep it. No, Never mind. Yeah, well, I mean, we still don't know. <laughs> we but don't know. Again, we have no fucking clue. Okay. He's also not going to write a single bill or law. He's not even suggesting them. He just wants no. other people to write them. So he he's. <laughs> The, yeah, we have no idea. We have no idea what's going to happen. Nope. Um, as, it's as not as can tell, he's not going to do anything. Uh, except for, except for absolutely threaten our foreign our, our our foreign policy and threaten our relations with other nations, which is something I believe, and I know I said this a lot, is one of the biggest threats of him being president. I'm like, legislatively, it's not that terrifying. No. It's it's his foreign policy and the Supreme Court that's fucking terrifying, yeah. guys. Oh, and the cultural implications, which we've already seen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's the the Prison Rape Elimination Elimination Act, which implement implemented regulations in May 2012 to directly protect LGBT people. Mm-hmm. You know who is he going to remove a thing that says the Prison Rape Elimination Act? I mean. Of course, no. I want I want rape back in my prisons. It needs to be more punitive. <laughs> he might. Of he course, might. it does. That's, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, I really I'm, wouldn't. Like, I'm pretty sure he's a rapist. Like that guy, he's definitely right. Yeah, but well, I just I don't mean, see him going to a prison and be like, mm, "Which one am I gonna pick?" He's gonna do like the whole Star Lord thing, where he's like, "I love fresh meat," <laughs> except there's not gonna be any fruit <laughs> to come by and like put fingers mm. up his nose. And- yeah, we got geekery yeah, coming well, up later, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna temper our shitty news with the some fun oh, good. stuff. Okay, I've been about geeking later. out lately because uh, I can't again have been able to handle the news. Let's see. There's a couple more. I'm I'm only gonna pick and choose here because I don't want to spend too long on this article. The Global Equality Fund launched in 2011, which supports programs that advance the human rights of LGBT persons around the world. I I don't. Uh, that's something he could remove. I don't know if he will. The public endorsement of the Equality Act in November 2015, supporting comprehensive federal non-discrimination protections for LGBT people. Which, if you remove that, you're going to see a lot more people getting fired because of their identity, which is some bullshit. You'll see a lot more people slinking back into the closet because mm. they don't want to lose their jobs. Oh, and but- the closet for people just imagine oh we're gonna there's gonna be some firebrands coming out of all this Ooh. <laughs> oh i know 
Yeah, like I really want to see another Stonewall Inn happen. I really want to see. No, I I really don't. But I'm just saying that. No, nobody wants some, that. Uh, so Callie says that it's not worth noticing noting here that this is not specifically a thing that he has promised to do. In what he calls his contract with the American voter, he promises to cancel every unconstitutional American uh, executive action memorandum or order issued them. by Obama. Then none of them. Then none Which of them. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah. of these executive orders are in his mind are unconstitutional. He hasn't said specifically, so we don't know. He's a big giant fucking yeah. question mark. None of them. Yeah, none of them yeah. are unconstitutional. None of them are unconstitutional. Literally none of them. <laughs> but the thing is, is like He's a question mark, not so much as like a funny bozo the clown. Ha ha ha! What's going to happen, kids? It's more like a Riddler question mark, where you're like, or a, a jigsaw question mark, where you're gonna be like, "What the fuck are yeah. we gonna do next? What's going to happen?" Ugh. Anyway, the next one that we have up here is the Catholic League is very busy harassing the Freedom from Religion Foundation. And if you guys remember who the Catholic League is, League is that's that Bill Donahue group. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So the ultra conservative religious organization has sent out a dispatch to its members dis- deriding the FFRF and their work. It is asked by its members to try educating the FFRF. As a result, <laughs> their office <laughs> their office has been inundated with hostile calls and emails. Uh, and this is uh, from Bill Donahue himself. He says, "Secularists are not necessarily anti-Christmas, but the radicals in their ranks are." And he Nobody's says anti-Christmas. At the top of the list is the FFRF and the nobody's anti-Christmas. No, that we we do have war on Christmas coming up here in a minute. So joy. But Donahue then makes a weird interpretation of the FFRF tactics, giving the whole thing a twist guaranteed to rile up the base. And it seems that the Catholic League has been playing paying real close attention to their activities lately. I mean, I follow their blog. I, I followed. I. I need to donate to him. I just haven't yet. Uh, Donahue's communique makes reference to their triumphant long campaign to get an official nativity scene taken down in uh, Menominee, Michigan. There's a whole news article you can read on that one. Uh, it also mentions their efforts to get a similar exhibit removed from an Ohio town and the non-theistic display of, of their Chicago chapter recently unfurled in the city's main plaza. So, uh, the the missive utilized contorted logic to try to prove why it is okay for Christmas to be an exclusionary holiday. Rant coming on that later. <laughs> uh, let's see. Three cheers for exclusion. The thing says at the end of it, in the in the triumphant conclusion of it, and the FFRF says this is the sort of reason you can expect from Donahue. He has engaged in some truly bizarre pronouncements in the past, and he really has. There was there was more paragraphs yes. about yes. The real crazy shit that he has said in his stuff, but we're not going to get too much into that one. Okay, we have a another Pathios blog from Friendly Atheist. A homeschooling Christian mother by the name of Sarah, of course, uh, had a reaction to the... You guys saw the cover girl that had the boy on the front of it? I don't know if you guys no. have seen that. No. The, the, Again, avoiding news. Avoiding no, there's news. a there's a new issue of Cover Girl that came out, the magazine, and there's a boy on it that does makeup, does makeup tips, and is a makeup artist and all sorts of other makeup, makeup, makeup. Because I can't think of a better word for it because I don't do that shit. Um, so <laughs> this lady had a shit fit because there was a commercial on talking about Cover Girl and there's a boy on it, and it said, "My son watched this commercial while I wasn't paying any attention." Pay attention to your kid, lady. Because it was yeah, just a cover try. girl. It was just a cover girl commercial. I didn't think I I would need to cover the screen. 
Does this lady have like a screen that drops down that she like pulls like a blind thing to cover it or something? I don't know. Uh, I was preoccupied. I was, I was speaking with my husband, David. David and Sarah. Wow. That's like Joe and Jane. <laughs> uh, let's see. Both of us were caught off guard. We didn't know how to answer. I don't know why, but the most logical thing we could think of at that moment was to say, no, that's a girl. The commercial comes on a second time. It's undeniable. It's a guy. And now we have to talk about it. <laughs> hey, Kyle, how quickly hey. would that conversation happen with you and your family? Mm. Like, oh, that's a boy. He wears makeup. Mom, that's Dad, boy. how, how come you guys makeup. don't wear makeup? How come Dad doesn't wear makeup? Because I don't we'll want see. to. Okay. So he, here's how that conversation has gone. So that's a boy, and he's wearing makeup. Like, but he looks like a girl. Like, well, yes, he wants to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's not that he's gender bending well, at all. He's not gender bending at all. Okay. He's just wearing. No, yeah, he doesn't want to look like yeah. a girl. He just is no, wearing. No, no, yeah, it's just. He, he's yeah, making his cheekbones look good. He's putting yeah. freckles on or accentuating the freckles, making the eyebrows like really squared off. They're like really. Uh, it's yeah, weird. no, it's to, yeah, to me. Like, to me, it's an it's, art form. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like literally a thirty-second conversation. Why is yeah. he doing that? Well, because he wants to. Yeah, that's but how he wants to I, look sometimes. Well, well, I think it's kind of weird. Like, well, you're not him, and he doesn't think it's weird. So, I would actually follow the end of that. Yeah, I'd follow it up with why. Yeah, because <laughs> girls wear makeup, boys don't. Why? Yeah, like, that's it. That's all you to. have to go to because oh, yeah. they're not going to have an, oh, yeah. a good answer because yeah. they're a kid, no. and then yeah. they're going to be like, I don't know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it. No, that's yeah, the yeah, end. yeah. That's you just the, end of the conversation. You, you really just the end of the conversation is well, people get to wear what they want to wear, including makeup. Yeah, that's it. Well, and like, and it's so funny to me, like how gendered makeup has become because throughout <laughs> yeah. history. Like, even fairly recent, within the last 200 years, not really the way we've done it. I mean, first of all, makeup, uh, like, like rouge and blush was worn by prostitutes. Um, women, like, regular women didn't wear it. Prostitutes did. Uh, but, you know, good for them. Uh, hey, would you like a tug? <laughs> <laughs> Oi, Gunna. Yeah. Oi, Gunna, um, would you like a tug? <laughs> but before then, like, we have makeup being worn by both sexes through many, many cultures. <laughs> Just a lot of cultures wearing different kinds of makeup, similar makeup. To cover I mean, up all the VD. A, That's what it was. It's well, yeah, it's really, and it's the, the and the and the the scurvy. Yeah, in the <laughs> yeah. Bible though, like henna, which I, as our longtime listeners will know, I'm a henna artist as well. Henna was used on both men and women. And like it was to decorate the genitals, which is a weird thing. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm gonna put a did. lion's face on mine. <laughs> no, no, no! It's an eagle, and guess which part's the beak? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd make the the bottom parts look like eyeballs. And <laughs> <laughs> it be a, let's put like little like uh, a spiral going around it, like a like a unicorn. <laughs> Here's the thing, though: henna is a paste. So yeah. I don't know how they did this in the past because henna is a paste, and the I know, I know because I'm a I, I'm a person who has noticed this. The scrotum doesn't stop moving; like it's just like 
like doing a thing <laughs> the whole all the time, and it's like a lava lamp. It's like yeah, I've got no explanation for these things. <laughs> and I know, no, I don't know. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I have read it, and it still doesn't click. But so I'm like, how are you putting henna on the scrot? There's hair there. So I'm thinking that they didn't. I'm thinking <laughs> that they did not do that. I think they decorated around the genitals. Is my guess. Yeah. But yes. So we were talking like, about you know how this would happen with uh, conversations between parents, and we just said you know we'd be like henna okay. on, on deck. Is so is we'd, what be, I we'd be pretty yeah. easy to talk to your kid about this kind of thing as a you know normal parent. But no, James's parents mm-hmm. must have raised him wrong," said Sarah <laughs> to the kid. <laughs> Oh, what? And so she's oh. worried that this incident will also just lead to more questions. And as a parent, I don't have a problem with questions. I like questions. I like it when they're trying to figure their place in the world. You know, the world's going to grind you into whatever it needs you to be eventually long soon enough. But, you know, when you're young enough, yeah. you can start figuring out who you are and what you are. You know, that's great. Uh, So how did when, this- when do we start teaching kids like? Like, why is it a problem to be like, don't be an asshole about it? Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, isn't that like the only thing we need to like don't be a dick. children? Like, don't be a yeah. dick about it. He wants to wear makeup. <laughs> don't be a dick about it. Seriously? Yeah. It's not, <laughs> like, at, not that hard. Yeah. yeah. Like, at most, that was a one minute conversation I had with my eight year old son at, at Pride. Yeah. Like, so, dad, that guy's wearing a dress. Like, yeah, well, he wants to, but he's a guy. Like people can wear what they want to wear. It doesn't matter. They're covered. And then me, I would have been like, men have worn dresses through most of history. And they'd be like, Like, what? And I'd be like, look up. (laughs) I, I, I don't want to wear a dress. Like, well, you don't have to. Yeah. So the, the the piece here ends with David and Sarah must now determine how they're going to handle these big issues when we're not together. If David and I haven't discussed something and he's alone with Mark, what will he say? Do we need to talk and then lay it all out right now? Or do we wait for Mark and the other kids to start discovering these issues? It's incredible. It's, how a, it's incredible how a 30 second clip created such turmoil in my house. And him, <laughs> him at Meta says, <laughs> Oh, oh uh, yeah, no, hang on. Him it says, Hashtag Christian problems. If this is considered yeah. a big issue, I'd hate to see what their actual problems look like. Sarah's problem <laughs> is that she wants to pass on her own prejudice down to her son. She wants to teach him to be intolerant. If that makes parenting tougher for her, well, that's too damn bad. Applause to you, Him. That's amazing. Great line there. Uh, well, okay, is, like, let's say that you say this is bad, right? And the kid sees it. It's still a 30-second conversation. Mom, why is that boy wearing makeup? He shouldn't, and his parents are bad parents. Don't you dare wear makeup. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, that's terrible. That's a terrible thing that I don't think any parent should ever say. But it's a very right. simple conversation. Right. The the problem they're the problem they're running into is they really know that that's not what they should say. And they right. don't they know. want to say it. Yeah, well, they don't yeah, want their kid to that. say that outside of the house. That's the thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. To somebody else. They don't want to repeat it to somebody. So they let's, want uh, their kids to pick up they want their kids to pick up on the subtle gender roles that we've all been taught. And when they're violated, it makes certain people uncomfortable and they want their kids to, to live in that, that kind of oppressive society because they've lived that way and they feel an inherent sense of guilt if they violate those roles in any sense of the word. And so they can't articulate that 
and they know that they're not supposed to say that wearing boys wearing makeup is bad because there's no fucking reason. <laughs> no no fucking no. reason. Yeah. But they know that they believe that. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's why they're that's why they're so fucking tor- there's so much turmoil. Oh my god. So we were talking about war on Christmas and this is the first salvo that we have of this. Uh, I was talking FFRF and this isn't them against us. This is us making the preemptive attack. So if you visit the Wisconsin Capitol building in Madison over the next month, be sure to catch the FFRF's winter solstice message, which is up for its 21st time. Oh, that's says, good. On the front of it says at this season of the winter solstice may reason prevail. There are no gods, no devils, no angels, no heaven or hell. There is only our natural world. Religion is but myth and superstition that hardens hearts and enslaves minds. I like that. Nice. I like the message. I like that message. I I I I do feel like aw. Like I don't want to think about like not agreeing with people about it this time of year. Like because it's already contentious enough for me. So maybe I'm kinda (laughs) like we have just talked about how this the solstice is a time of renewal and rebirth and we come together as a community because that's kind of what it's about in addition in addition to that sign they made a little uh standy that is a quote-unquote secular nativity which has the statue of liberty next to benjamin franklin thomas jefferson Ah. and john adams with the part of jesus being played as the the bill of rights sitting in a manger Oh, that's kind of adorable. That's that's adorable. <laughs> and on the sign it says, "Happy Winter Solstice!" At this season of the Winter Solstice, we honor reason and the Bill of Rights, adopted December fifteenth, seventeen ninety one. And then at the very bottom it says, "Thou shalt not steal, comma please." <laughs> <laughs> well, they did please. say please. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay, I would. No, I it would, is nice. I would, if 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 I ever if we ever had the opportunity to put one up in opposition i would like to just put a display up that just says don't be a dick <laughs> yeah i like it who was it that did the, the holidays it's the holidays ha- don't be a dick i'll have to find ha- the, who distilled Happy down the, the the 10 commandments don't down to like two dick. you know hey don't be a dick don't kill nobody pretty much but uh, i mean like yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I understand why they're going in such opposition. I'm not necessarily opposed to that. But if it was me and I was doing a winter solstice message, it would be about the actual reasons the holiday came about. And that was to reaffirm the sense of community, to celebrate getting through the darkest part of the year, the most deadly part right. of the year. Uh, it would be the, that moment where people come together and celebrate life in the, in the darkness. And I think that I still think that's poetic and beautiful. So if I had a, if I had a chance to be a living display on display in some sort of state capital, it would just be me standing there with my mankini on with a vat of like Vaseline singing, baby, it's cold outside. No, that song is terrible. I mean, oh, hey, no, no. I've, so I've rapey. through my that song. Is so rapey. And so it just adds it's to so it. Rapey. Fat guy greasing himself up singing, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. A very, I, no. I really think that we as a society need to just be done with that song. Like, if you go to a Christmas concert and and oh, especially if children are singing it, but if anyone sings it, you just get the fuck up and you walk the fuck out I want, because that uh, song is so horrible. I want, it is horrible. It is. It is. It is. Although, in defense of that song, 
I kind of like the actual, you know, song. <laughs> ah, the message is bad. I it. like the song. It's, it's, so it's a pretty song. Terrible. Yeah, well, it's you a know terrible what? song. Blurred I like this song. It's a terrible song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blurred lines yeah. is also fun to dance. See, to. that's why I hate yeah. Alan Dick. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, I know. That was on. The, that was on the. Have, <laughs> yeah. No, we have we have Al Green to thank for that. You know you want what? it. You know you. Yeah. yeah. No, it yeah, was Smokey yeah, Robinson, they're... wasn't it? Oh no, it was. Oh They ripped off Al Green, and a court agreed, and they had to pay the Al Green estate. Yes. I thought it was somebody else. I, yeah, I, honestly, I, no, anyway. I, I could be, I could be wrong. We're you moving know. on. No, We're going to move on to the. I was in a in an exercise class, and I actually made them change the song <laughs> on blurred lines. I'm like, no, I <laughs> this song is offensive. Like, I actually made them change it. They were like, okay, they didn't get it. Anyway. Okay, bitch. Whatever, change the song. Call that's the last thing we need is a lawsuit from the. Let all me right, talk to your manager, right. haircut lady over here. <laughs> I couldn't go into. it. I was, I was like, okay, no, seriously, this song really is upsetting. <laughs> like, they're like, is like, it? I'm like, just you know, listen to it sometime. But yes, I, please, I can't I, read. Yeah. Please. Blurred lines. How do you like, baby? It's cold outside. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. All right, we have uh, Salvo attack, number two. Yeah, I gotta get right here. Attack number two on Christmas. Uh, the American atheists have revealed their 2016 billboards that they're going to be using. Oh, yeah, I saw those. And the first uh, one is, it says, Atheist Christmas, the more the merrier. And in, in the has a mom and a kid, like, looking, she's, like, looking at the kid's phone with her eyes like this, like, bugged out, like, a ooga kind of eyes. And it says, yeah. you going to church this Xmas? And it says, LOL, no way, I don't believe that stuff anymore. What will your parents say? And the kid says, they'll get over it with a little winky face with the tongue sticking out. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the other one is uh, make Christmas great again with the red banner, just like Trump. I saw that. And it says, skip church. With an exclamation yeah, point. skip church. Uh, it's so great. I'm, maybe I'm getting going to hear. Maybe I'm getting like, here. I'm getting desensitized yeah. because like I looked at this and I'm like, that's so vanilla. <laughs> what is? I'm gonna hear. Yeah, I'm gonna hear all sorts of new stuff of stuff about that, about that campaign and what they're doing mm. in the next um, coming week. <laughs> my family's not gonna say two shits about. It. Like my family does not give a fuck. Like no, no, neither does mine. Yeah. Well, I, I no, think like, I will I make my banner. My banner on Facebook is going to say "Make Christmas Great Again." I think I'm going to do that one. It's going to be funny. Uh, let's see. Good one. The Good one. the next one that we have up here for our news is, uh, and actually, this is our last one for the for this episode. And I had to bring this one. It has nothing to do with war on Christmas. It does have a lot to do with Trump, but it's not specifically about him. This comes from the raw story, and I had to make this the last one just because of the headline: "The Ku Klux Klan Embraces Trump." but mistrusts the alt-right due to lack of Christianity. The fucking fuck! <laughs> the fucking fuck is going on anymore? I don't understand anything at all yeah. anymore. So, I give up. I give up. This is, like I said, this is from Raw yeah. Story. It says, in the yeah. wake of Donald Trump's victory and the recent rise of the white nationalist alt-right movement, a 150-year-old racist group has been spreading its wings, the KKK, 
which on Saturday is planning its first post-election rally. Well, this is probably from a couple of days ago. Uh, it says from Gary Munker, who sounds like a complete white douche. He says, our membership grows every day. Like, well, great. We're happy for you. He says that he was drawn by the Republican candidate's language, particularly his attack against immigrants and his talk of deporting millions. <laughs> no surprise there. Uh, Munker, wearing one of the group's emblematic hooded white robes, claimed that his branch of the KKK, the Loyal White Knights. <laughs> okay. Hey, all you internet good guys that are like, I'm going to defend this lady's honor, and they call you a white knight. Just know that you share a name with a fucking KKK now. Then, have- yeah, you're both <laughs> you're both, pretty, you're both pretty awful. Yeah, you're being, you're like, being nice because you, you think that you're going to get laid because of it. No, that's not going to work for you no. ever. Ever. No, it, Ever. It doesn't work. It does not work. Hey, do you know why you're no. in the friend zone? Do you know why you're in the friend zone? Because you're too <laughs> fucking beta. There you go. <laughs> just, just, you're not uh, owed sex. You're just not no. owed sex. No, you yeah. are not. I'm not even alpha. I'm, a, like, I'm beta as fuck, but, you know, I even know, like, when things are pathetic. And most of the time, you guys are so goddamn pathetic. It's not even funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know beta alpha shit. Like, oh, okay. I, Would you rather have a guy that's like, Hey, I think, I think know. you're very attractive. Yeah. Would you like to go out to dinner sometime? Or would you rather have a guy? It go, is actually, would you rather have a guy slowly become your friend in class or something like that? And then, you know, get you like a present for like, uh, your birthday or something like that. And then all of a sudden getting fucking mad because he's like, cause you're like, Oh, I went on a date last weekend. Well, mm, uh, like yeah i'd rather have the guy that's like hey you want to go do something this weekend like it doesn't have to be anything it can be completely well, okay platonic, so you know this is, this is the thing this is this goes back to something that just pisses me the fuck off every time yeah. men are like i don't understand how to talk to women i never understand what they're they people. want just say it they're people just fucking say it <laughs> there's like, a pe- there's a pedestal don't put them there <laughs> yeah don't, don't okay don't be like like just if you want to ask somebody out or if you want if you want to fuck somebody act like you want to fuck them okay because yeah. it turns out he, women also like to fuck yeah. it's a thing here's here's a trick you talk to them <laughs> like they are other people it's real yeah just like a person yeah yes. just a person. you just no you just you would just talk to them like they are a person. So anyway, like the, everybody the, else to get back on topic, the loyal white Knights has <laughs> oh, 700 God. members on long Island, long Island alone, 700 oh. fucking members. That's it. That's you not know, that I'm not, I'm, I'm not surprised. I should be surprised because it, it is long Island. Island. Yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> says, and an additional 500 in the rest of New York state. Guys, New York City, <laughs> 500 in New York City would not be a big number. 500 no. in the entire state? That's a dismal, tiny fucking that number. <laughs> so Munker, who's 36, fuck you, I'm 36 also, uh, who calls himself a family man, said people were beginning <laughs> to, quote unquote, wake up to what is happening in the country. He said that he joined the, lo- the Loyal White Knights, one of 40 local or regional groups making up the clan. Five years ago, after seeing his quiet and essentially white neighborhood change seemingly overnight with the arrival of subsidized housing units and a much more diverse population. Asshole. Diverse population means a good thing. 
here's the funny thing. Yeah. Actually, in those, uh, and we're not talking about the projects, and we're not talking about the the the, the dense population yeah. and everything like that. Um, but if it just just like subsidized housing, like just diverse neighborhoods, just, especially immigrant neighborhoods, actually have much lower crime rate. And they a lot more interesting lower. shit happens, and people actually talk to you like you're a neighbor there. How about that? The, yeah. Oh, I'm stuck favorite. out here. In, oh, in, oh, okay, okay. Don't don't forget about the food. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was the next thing I was going to say. I was say because we're out here <laughs> in white, yeah. white America, Stan, out here in Utah, and people don't act like neighbors out here. You know, when I had black neighbors when I lived in the South and everything, they actually came over, they'd talk to you, be friends with you. I've tried reaching out to people in my neighborhood. They want nothing to do with me because they they know I don't go to their church, but that's a different topic. Yeah, when so. I lived when I lived in a when I lived in a di- diverse ish yeah. uh, cul-de-sac growing up in Sandy, I, I mean it was there's just a bunch of different religions and nationalities. There was not a bunch of different colors, but that's mm-hmm. Utah. But there that's was <laughs> it, it was a bunch of different backgrounds, and uh, I mean there uh, we were there was two Catholic families, there was an atheist guy, there was a Mormon house next to us, there was a Swedish family next to us. Um, and we used to have like barbecues and shit. Like yeah. when our dog died, the family made us a casserole. That's like nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck, so I meant to tell nice. you. I got visited by the I got the visiting teachers the other day. Ooh. Like wanting to talk to me this time, not my wife. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why? Hello there. And like the yummy, neighbor, yummy, knew, yummy. The, he must have known because he lives right across the street and he must see my car with the Utah Outcast bumper sticker. And he's like, I wonder what that is. And he looked it up because <laughs> he, he said when he handed me the plate of cookies, like, hi, I'm so and so. I'm your guys' visiting teacher. Um, So be that being whatever that is, it's what he said to me. I was like. Wow, way to sell it, man. <laughs> I actually said this to him, like, way to sell it. I'm like I'm like, yeah, <laughs> thanks for the cookies, bud. <laughs> did did you did you actually did you have a conversation or was that it? That was it because my kids were annoying. Oh, they kept like okay. when when the someone knocks the door at my house and I don't know who the fuck you are, you don't get the door uh-huh. answered. I don't I don't care to know you, I don't want to know you. And so okay. My kids go to the the front room window, which is like right next to the door, and they're like looking out and they're waving at whoever it is. I'm like, fuck. Now I can't pretend like nobody's here. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the 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 KKK, we're gonna finish this story up real quick. Munker, who was very vague about his full time profession for the fear he might lose his job. Gee, I wonder why that might no, happen. I wonder. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. He's an mm. active member of the clan a native of rural of a rural part of Long Island, and he regularly distributes tracts in nearby cities in an effort to draw new members. <laughs> Look, there, there, are, there really aren't. I, it's cute that they call parts of Long Island rural, but they're really not. <laughs> so, clan membership is, uh, according to the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, who has <laughs> been making some dubious claims about <laughs> anti-islamic people lately but for the most part they're they normally have a great yeah they normally record. they normally have a great track record so they say that clan membership is no more than 6000 people today and he noted and this is in comparison to 40000 in the 60s and several million in the 1920s so oh, good god so they're dying they're they are sincerely dying but if they that's yeah. probably going to see a resurgence because of trumpistan you know that we're going to be having <sighs> uh so proponents of white superiority feel that trump's election has given them a quote political space to present their views as legitimate 
uh, adding that they have not been taking taken that seriously in 50 years. And so, <laughs> no, you haven't. No, you yeah. haven't. No, we're going to keep no. making fun of you. Yeah, we're because keep yeah. making fun of you. you guys, I'm sure everybody has seen the conference that they had on November 20th where the uh, the white nationalist people, the whatever the fuck they call themselves, the far-right Richard Spencer group, uh, were doing the Sieg Heils to fucking Trump's victory and all that stuff. That so, was, oh, God. But the great thing is, even in these white supremacist fucking groups, there's infighting. So it says here, these intellectual extremists, the alt-right, who refer to their movement as so, look down on the Klan, says the SPLC guy, Potok. He says, for the Klan, with its dark history of violence, can't make the claim, like Richard Spencer, that we are standing up for the rights of white people, but we don't hate anybody, because the KKK actually yeah. actively hates people. So, uh, But Munker... The, the the guy from the KKK says that he mistrusts the smooth talkers of the far right. We are Christians while and while they let anybody in, and that just makes me wonder about their integrity. <laughs> yes, because having religion makes you that have that much more integrity. Not, I don't think that's even close. So, you guys are the fucking same. It's not even. It's not. Oh, it's just not. It's so stupid. It's, same, it's so stupid. It they, is just it, <laughs> both of them. Both of them are so stupid. I hope they tear themselves apart. They will. Yeah. So that's all we got for the the news section that we have for you this week. Uh, we're going to jump into our first break and be back in a second with the geekery. Uh, we've got quite a bit to talk about there, especially if uh, Felicia, are you current on Westworld? I don't know. Have you been watching it? I am. Yep. yep yeah. Yep, so yep. we're going to be talking a bit of Westworld there because. What a delicious atheist show that is. Anyway, this is Utah Outcast. This is uh, Kyle, Felicia, and X. We will be right back. Hi, this is Dan, Ryan, and Matt with the Godless Revolution podcast. We've had a lot of great guests on this show. Such as Russell Glasser, Dan Errol, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Mesner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman, whom we love a lot. We've also had a lot of really cool local guests. And we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen, because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy. Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast. Okay, so we're back, and what we're going to talk about right now is the geekery, and it's been a while since we've had one of these segments. It feels like it's been almost like a whole month or something, at least four episodes. Uh, it's, so, been a minute. it's been a minute. At least, yeah. No, so yeah. We, can, we can decompress a little bit before we get into fun with real audio. So uh, the mm-hmm. first little bit of news that I have up here, which is kind of cool, is that it, there's a Comic-Con going on in Brazil right now. Uh, well, not right now, as you guys mm-hmm. are hearing this, but as, I, as we're recording it, there's one going on, uh, and they did some debuting from marvel about the new spider-man homecoming movie yeah they did yeah and uh peter parker his suit has the spider web under army things that uh that came from god who was the it was the steve ditko from the old yeah. ditko series of the amazing yeah Spider-Man. that's right so he's got those little web wingy things that help him glide between buildings and stuff so He's oh. he's he's taking all sorts of shit from Tony Tony Stark to upgrade himself before the movie even begins. So I'm happy to see that. So <laughs> it I'm is a little more excited. Great. I'm not normally a Spider Man person, but I'm ex- I'm actually pretty excited to see this because his portrayal in Civil War was amazing. I I, was. I did enjoy it. Uh, let's see. This one's for a bunch of us here. Broadway is getting a getting the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child uh, starting spring of 2018. Which means we will be able to buy tickets for it sometime in 2033, I would think. Yeah, that's about, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's going to be that sold just, out for a little while. Harry Potter totally but, lends itself to a Broadway play, though. Like yeah. that, like it, it does. It totally lends itself to that over the top. Now, as, I'm, as I'm going back and watching all the old older movies and everything, mm-hmm. when you get to like the teenage years of the Potter, so like when you get to like 14, 15, something like that, there's a lot of jocularity that's happening in the movies, and I'm like. Yeah, I don't remember school being that much of a you know giving each other shit kind of thing as they seem to be doing in the movie. I don't know if it's because it's a Hogwarts thing. I don't know, or maybe I've been not a teenager too long, so I don't remember. Or maybe you're not British. Could be that too. Could be. It could be. That could be a British thing. Could be a boarding school thing too. I don't know. Could be. Could also be a normal person thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. not a normal person. Yeah. Not, not an outcast thing. Not an outcast thing. You mean? Yeah. Not an, yeah. Okay, not an outcast yeah. thing. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, uh, we were the weird. who's uh? Anyway, if you guys have seen uh, if you guys have seen the book or at least read part of the play for Harry Potter and the Cursed oh, yeah. Child, there's a lot of people that are shitting on it, and I what? can yeah, I've heard a lot of people shitting on it because it's, what? it's they they say this isn't a Harry Potter book because it's not really a mystery; it's a time travel mo- like story, you know. I, I don't know why people just have to shit on everything. There's some people that do. I've heard them. See, I, and I haven't read the newer stuff just, just because I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, not in a place to revisit that yet. I, I guess I'm no. just still nostalgic and I don't feel like shitting over on the new things and I don't feel like ripping apart. And there's a lot of people who are very much enjoying it. It's just something I'm like, you know what? I, I got the story I needed out of it. I guess I didn't need to expand that universe. I was, yeah. I was good where I was. So. Well, the thing is yeah. it, it continues like what? 30, 20 something years after episode uh, uh, seventh book. About, so. about, about 15 or so. It, um, so if, if you remember the, the epilogue from the last book I or the last yes. movie. Yeah. Yes. Where Severus that, Albus is that, going. <laughs> right. That's where the play starts. Yeah. And he's all concerned so, about what house he's going to be sorted into. Right, right. It's and I and I I read the I read the play, I read the script. It's it's actually really good. I think where they, sure it that, is. where they take where they take that story. There's it's, a lot of people that uh, go, didn't go for the MFA. There's a lot of people that never went for that to never went to yeah. the theater program or anything for their school. So I yeah. can read just about any play and enjoy it because I take it for exactly what it is. It's a play. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's not it's not it's supposed it you It's not this is my problem with It's not. <laughs> yeah, this is this is my problem with like kids reading Shakespeare in English. I'm like this is not how you enjoy this format. This is not how no. you get to understand it. No. no you no. you, you can you you have to have a familiarity with the theater before you can read a script and go, "Oh, I know what I'm doing with this." Mm. Like right. or where you where your imagination goes with it. You can't just go in cold like you've been reading books and then read a script. It doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had to, uh, before my, before my daughter read it, I had to sit down with her and go, this is not a, this is not a book. This is a script. And here's how, here's how, here's how that works. Yeah. Like there's a See, I grew lot up in missing. theater. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah I grew like, up in theater. So reading, reading Shakespeare and stuff totally worked for me, but I was like the right. only one. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, who has their tickets to Rogue One yet? I haven't bought mine yet. <laughs> oh, 
I'm going to go later than most people, I, I think. I mean to opening weekend. I, I'm going to shoot for a Sunday. Uh, I just have to decide if I'm going to drag all the kids, one kid at a time. I don't know. I, I feel like the, this is one I'm going to go watch four times in the theater. So Yeah. The only question is how many times am I going to go see it? Exactly. Because there's... I, I've got I've got my ticket. There's the 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 preview. Yeah. And then and then there's where I take my family. So I I am going to see this one at least three times. Yeah. I'm a so, bit sad though because usually the the big theater chain that we have here, well, the big local theater chain that we have, the 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 Megaplex Corporation ran by Larry Miller's family. Last year when they did episode 7, they had a giant screening party. Mm-hmm. And I paid like 60 bucks to get tickets for, for me, just me and my wife. Mm-hmm. Them. So it was like 120 bucks to go see star Wars. And it's yeah. cool because they had a cantina going on. They had a DJ, they had right. all this fun. Oh, that stuff fun. You, you didn't have to be among the riffraff. Yeah. You could be among your, your people, the ones that right. just wanted to sit down and have a glass of blue milk. <laughs> right. They're, they're not. They're it not literally was blue fucking milk. It was disgusting. I'm like, who drinks? Milk? <laughs> 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 uh, I can't do, I can't do straight milk in, either anymore. When I was a kid, I used to love it, but now I'm like, I can't do it. Can't do the milk thing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, but I was also looking forward to having like something like that because they gave you a lanyard with a VIP thing on it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you felt like you were for a minute there. You were like in touch with being a movie theater Royal Royal of some sort, you know, <laughs> I can have any seat in here that I wish, you know, they fuck that up, too, but, but I thought they were sincerely going to be doing that this year. So I might not even be bothering going down to like one of the big screens to see it. Maybe I'll just watch it local. Uh, yeah. they're, they're saying that it's tracking to be as big of an opening as episode seven was. So I'm pretty hyped about it. And I, I like how Kathleen Kennedy put it when they found out it was tracking at like at least 140 million for their opening weekend, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. And she's like, everybody's asking her, Oh, well, the number's that good. Are you guys already planning on a sequel? Are you planning a sequel? And she's like, this movie already has a sequel. It's called episode four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's called A New Hope. And it's like, and that one was yeah. written by George Lucas. And it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. she's got you there, guys. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Well made. Yeah. Uh, I also, I also, uh, oh God, just to sidetrack a little bit. Uh, she was also asked in an interview about uh, catering to catering to women mm. with, with her putting uh women in leading leading roles in these movies oh my god does it i know i know but she was uh, she had the perfect response and you know i'm sorry because i don't have the quote (laughs) in front of me so i i'm probably gonna fuck it up but the gist of it is uh why should we cater to men right exactly no shit yeah (laughs) I, You're I mean, half the audience too. Really, Come on, really kind it's of so yeah. it's so fucking annoying that yeah. like people are like, isn't it shocking? There's a woman no. leading a movie where it doesn't have to be. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, the Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's not. It's not yeah. eat, pray, love, you guys. Yeah, it's really not did, that. Yeah, really, the gist of it was, uh, yeah, no, I don't feel the need to cater to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Well, and since we're I talking about women are people really too. Like women are people too. Women are really people too. Okay. Okay. And more than Got half it. the population. More than half. Just barely. Just ba- enough, though. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Since we're talking about theaters and theatrical releases and stuff like that, uh, most films are su- served up in theaters the same way they are at home, either on discs or via streaming. 
So if that's the case, why does it take so long for films to make the jump to home viewing? This comes from, uh, I think this comes from Cinema Blend. So uh, it's possible that the gap is about to shrink significantly. Uh, while the structure of a film's lifespan from box office to home rental to television has been in place for a very, very long time. Uh, some well, studios, it's, it's, it's already shrunk well, quite yeah, a lot. I'm just saying that the, it's been a pretty much the same same tier i mean maybe shrinking mm-hmm. by a couple of weeks here and there i mean yeah when it's not quite as bad as it was in the 80s when it took a really long time for shit to hit the home market but uh yeah. let's see there's a deal coming up that they're they're working with uh a bunch of other studios out there they're going to set up a premium tier of movie rentals uh for new releases that would cost somewhere between 25 dollars and 50 dollars per viewing of a film once it hits streaming services so people that are pushing for this are obviously uh, Warner Brothers and Comcast, you know, the guys that own Universal and all these other big studios, which I think it's a terrible fucking idea to have a conglomerate like that. But uh, it's not going to fly. No. Uh, so they're saying that home media sales have been stagnant for some time and the studios who rely on that revenue almost as much as they do box office ticket sales are looking for ways to jumpstart it. So they're looking to charge 25 to 50 bucks to watch a movie once in your house. Mm-mm. I would rather that's, go to the theater. I'm I'm going to continue. Felicia, muted. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's not going to fly. No. People aren't going to go for it. You're still muted. God damn it. So I I will spend <laughs> fifty if I'm spending fifty bucks at a theater. That's me getting everything. I don't I like doing it. No. Yeah. I I, I, I don't like. I I mean I like going. I mean I just I what I was trying to say is I don't like to watch these these beautiful films for the first time on home screens. Yeah. I don't like Until I get it. that hundred inch TV, that's, that's going to be how it's going to be for me is going to the movie theater, you know, because they have the big fucking mm-hmm. screen and the big fucking sound system and the nice cushy chairs. And let's admit it. The, the theater seating has gotten a lot better from 20 well, the, years the ago. Seating, the seating has got better, but I, I actually prefer uh, watching it at home. Well, yeah, because there's not the audience. <laughs> right, right. And audiences are terrible. And, and they've gotten worse with cell phones. That's why I love, that's to, why I love Sunday matinees. Yeah. Honestly, be, Sunday matinee, be, still yeah, nobody's to, there. To be fair, I'm kind of spoiled by the press screenings where, you know, they do things like take your phones and they come out and they warn you, hey. If your phone comes out, we're taking it. <laughs> or if we'll your phone you. comes out. If your phone rings, you're out. if you're disruptive, you're you're gone. Like when we so, went to go see um, Winter Soldier, Kyle, me, Kyle, and our friend Ryan, we went to go see Winter Soldier. Yeah. We left ours mm-hmm. in the car. We just left them in the car. Yeah. They're like, you can't bring them with you. Like, if we see a phone, hear yeah. a phone, sense a phone, you're mm-hmm. gone. And they, they have people with the fucking right. night vision goggles that stand in the yeah, front of the they crowd. Do. <laughs> they do. So, so I've been kind of spoiled by that, yeah. and uh, it was—it's really driven home every time I go to a, you know, a, a screening a, a with, wide the, release, yeah. with, <laughs> with the general public. Like when I took my family to go see Fantastic Beasts, and we're sitting there, and the person in front of us is on her, fo- she's on her phone texting the entire fucking I time. I don't seriously. Get that. I don't well, get that. Yes. I actually don't run into that, but that's then again, oh, I no. don't ever go every, at every high traffic movie. times. Right. Every I movie, don't go I can see that screen pop up somewhere over in the fucking audience right. somewhere. Someone thinks they're being so slick about it, but nope, you can still fucking see it, <laughs> douchebag. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't you're know at a what movie. it is. Put it away. 
It, you're there for escapism. How are you escaping right. when you're on your fucking phone in the middle of a movie? <laughs> right. Hate it. If, uh, so, uh, Cinemark has been talking about having talks about the premium rental option with some of the studios, though they're, they've given no details about where things stand. Uh, there's one area where this could actually have a detrimental effect on the studios, and the prices that streaming services and television services uh, pay to air movies is based on their box office performance. So, that's why stars usually had so many B and C movies because they were a shitty network and they didn't want to pay that much for movies. And so, well, they're cheap and people yeah. watch them. So, Hey, I mean, I'd watch robot jocks if it was in front of me right now. I'm, I'm not picky. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why I grew up I love terrible loving, movies. That's why I love watching shit yeah. like, uh, I mean, there's people that would say it's not a terrible movie, but I realize that it's very niche. Like the Adams family movies. <laughs> God, I love I love those movies, but th- they're not great There's, movies by any standard. You know, no, they're not great, but they're so much fun to watch. They <laughs> really are. Christopher Lloyd's defining role, I think. Everybody well, be like, "Oh no, that- Doc, Doc Brown!" I'm like, "No, no, Fester." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but isn't that? I'm I'm sorry, but there is something to be said about um, a niche film, and mm-hmm. I, I I I don't know why we would put the qualification "great" on there. Um, if they are genuinely enjoyable to watch, if they are interesting and unique, that right. makes it good art. Yeah. Well, that makes translation good art. being a good, being right. a good indicator there. And like the well, reason it was expensive is because they shot it on location in Japan. Right. There's, but. there's, a, there is a big difference when you're talking, when yeah. we're looking at movies, there's a difference between, um, a, really, a, a good, <laughs> a, a good movie. You know, a movie that is very, very high quality and a movie that is enjoyable, but very low quality. A movie can be enjoyable, but bad. And a movie can be good. (laughs) Yeah. And a movie can be, can be bad, but enjoyable. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I I haven't taken that many. I've only taken one film course. I really did enjoy it a lot. Uh, But. I guess it's just my overarching perspective right. on art where it's like yeah. the, well, the okay the so, quality of the art piece is irrelevant. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like to, like to, I have yeah. seen brilliant art. I've seen brilliant art done in finger paints mm-hmm. for toddlers. Like you're just like right. goddamn. Yeah. Right. Like, so so, so a, a really good example is I've watched I've watched some very beautifully filmed, beautifully shot, beautifully written films that are crap unwatchable yeah. <laughs> i, I can't, like you can't sit and go ah i can't watch this 1982 dune because there's like no because <laughs> there's like i think it was 82 when it came out no the, was the, it 82? no it was 84 was with, it 84 with, the with book dune? the book movie is 1984 they released the movie in 1984 right. or right. the book oh, right 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 December fourteenth, right. so almost eighty five. I was, I remember my parents taking me to that. I did not find that film unwatchable. I did not find that film unwatchable. Is it just? Is it just that I? I, I was making no, a joke. No, weird, am I the weirdo here? No, I, no, I no, love no, that movie no. Because it's, I love that movie, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, I I love that movie too. It it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> See, I'm just I not understanding. I, I I get what I'm. I get what you're trying to express, but right. I am not understanding the measure of good movie really it's here. subjective that's, to the person that's, that's the thing it's it's subjective it's it's the fight it's the fight that critics have with audiences all the time 
or critics say, oh, is it not a good movie? Yeah, yeah, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Fucking loved it. As a fan, I loved it. But as a critic, I could be like, I could see see why people didn't like it. (laughs) Right. No, but as a fan, like, well, as like somebody who loves superhero films, didn't care for it. And as somebody who loves to overanalyze art, Mm -hmm. uh, didn't love it. I no, didn't feel like it hit. As, I didn't feel like it hit the art, and I didn't feel like it hit the entertainment. As DC fanboy, right. I was losing my shit watching that movie because I'm like, <gasps> I can't believe they did that. I'm like, that's such a callback to this issue, that issue. I remember this whole arc. I remember this uh, thing, and I'm like, they were they were playing such fan service to the people that. Oh God, yeah, they DC were. is terrible at that. They're, I love them for it, but at the same time, you're just alienating your audience. <laughs> well, I, I mean. And that's the thing is that the the DC comic stories themselves are are great stories. I I'm not I'm not yeah. well versed in them, but I I totally consider mm-hmm. comics to be a legitimate form of storytelling. Yeah, Batman, he's about yeah, to jerk Batman. himself off. That's by the um, way that that's the shittiest version of Batman. Oh, I know it was a dollar. He just held up good. an action figure for people who are listening. He just held up an action figure because uh, most people are listening to this, not seeing it. So, and uh, no, I mean, I, I truly believe that comics are a completely legitimate form of literature or storytelling. I guess we could say literature. Yeah. I wouldn't say so just, just simply because literature means just words. Right. Uh, mm. But eh, it's hard to define any who's are. Uh, no, I think, <laughs> I think that comics are uh, a, a beautiful, wonderful method of storytelling, and I, I find them absolutely legitimate. Uh, but so I can see where Kyle's coming from. I can see where you're coming from on this. Yeah. We got to yeah. move yeah. on so because we got not, a couple of God things. Damn it. Why do we have to move on? Because this is a great topic. Why do we have to move on? Okay, because we'll I, have, I have I to talk I'm about... I want to discuss, <laughs> I <wanna> discuss <laughs> this. I want to get into the weeds on this. Since we're fine, talking fine, art fine. and subjective and all this other fun shit that we love doing, Hideo Kojima, I don't know if many people know who that is. I know who it is. Vi- people that know video games know who this is. He broke mm-hmm. up with Konami like a couple, like a year or so ago after Metal Gear Solid 5 came out. People yeah, that are video game people are not going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. I, came- again, another, another legitimate form of storytelling, video yes. games. One that I am only vaguely a part of every so, once in a while. You might but be I interested in this one. Totally You're going to be interested with this one because he has a new game called Death Stranding. And he presented it at the Game Awards like last night when this is recording, so on a Thursday. Uh, it's the first time we've seen something about this game since the E3 2016 premiere, which was like nothing at all. Uh, what it does is Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, Guillermo del Toro, who's been Guillermo. working with Kojima on a game that was going to be called Silent Hills, which was going to have um, Daryl from The Walking Dead in it. Okay, I actually really like the Silent Hill storyline. Um, again, I've only seen the movie, but then I like read about it and so, stuff, and I, I dig the content. And this one, like Del Toro, has put himself into the game. I mean, he's not a producer, he's not a movie maker in the in the thing, but his character is modeled after him. Like they digitized him and put him in the game. Like he's oh, a, he's an actor in the game, but oh. also in the game is Mads Mikkelsen, who you might remember as Hannibal. From the TV series for Hannibal, anybody? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was okay, also the yeah. bad guy in Doctor Strange, the one that was the I can't remember. Oh, yeah, no, yep. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. He's good. He's, he's good. really yeah, he's good. good. So yeah. I'm, 
I'm yeah. really looking oh, forward to the that. bleeding eye guy from. Oh, and yes, Norman Reedus is in this one, so he is returning for this one. So Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen, and Guillermo del Toro in a video game. So I'm fucking there, you know, because I like anything that Mads puts himself into. So that uh, sounds fabulous. And I just, I I just have to bring in some I, video game I, stuff. So I wish I had time. I wish I had I wish time I had for time. video game. Oh my I will god! Buy it. I will buy it, and I'll wait to play it for I don't a long have time. Yay. Yeah, so well, we also right now have I'm a, at the point where I need to afford a gaming console is really my uh, issue. Well, you got a computer, so you can play this one coming up. There's a game called Shovel Knight. Oh, called, uh, not, not on this computer. No, oh, this, no, no. This one no. is like one of those retro-ish 18, like 16-bit kind of things, so it doesn't take oh, much. So this one's a sequel to the original Shovel Knight, which was kind of fun, which was a... Uh, how's the best way to describe it? Like I said, it's a... It's a it, plays a lot to people's sentimentalities of being like a 16-bit, 32-bit gamer back in the day. Yeah. And so this one's a, a prequel to a it. It's a new 16-bit, yeah. Yeah. And, but it's fun. It, it has the aesthetic of that kind of indie indie style that's out there. It's a, the, the first game was fucking phenomenal, and there's a sequel coming out. And I just want to get a little bit of gaming news in there because I don't want people to think we talk just video. I mean, not video, but, <laughs> you know, uh, TV movies and stuff like that. But we are going to go mm-hmm. quickly in as much as we can into Westworld. Probably give it about ten minutes. So Westworld discussion. We're current. Right. The season finale is going to be coming out mm-hmm. before tomorrow, isn't you, it? No, Sunday. No, not tomorrow. Sunday. Sunday. But you guys are going to be hearing us on Wednesday, so you're you're going to have to. Maybe we'll do a quick. You know. Oh, goddamn. You know. Maybe, maybe. we'll have to do something like that. But this show. Well, they've already got. They've already done the goddamn. <sighs> yeah, they they have did they? that. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I'm kinda, gonna, I'm gonna, know. I'm gonna disappoint people. Right. I, I'm uh, watching we, it. We are. I'm enjoying spoilers. it. We are going spoilers, completely spoilers. Oh. So if you are not okay. watching this on HBO, you might want to shut it off for like the next ten minutes. So yeah, you know, plug your ears if you care about spoilers. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, now that guys, we've given you guys the I, warning, what what do you mean? They I mean, I'm given watching the, it. Yeah, I'm watching it, and um. It hasn't gripped me. Like I'm, I'm mm. still in. You're, like you're I'm still broken. watching it. Like it's enough. <laughs> really? I just, like I'm like, yeah. No, I, I, the, uh, I love the Madge character, the prostitute yeah. character. Like she's the Maeve. one who's like, I'm taking ownership Maeve. of my oh. life. I love Mage, right? Oh, yeah. Maeve. Madge. Yeah. Maeve. Yeah. Maeve. Mm-hmm. Maeve. Excuse me, Maeve. Yeah. Um, Maeve. I love her, yeah. but I'm still waiting for the moment where i'm like oh no i'm in no i'm in okay so like i i the just whole no, nothing ab- revelation that bernard was arnold like a, a host version of yeah. arnold, that didn't strike you oh uh, uh, no none of this really hit me and like and i'm like and then, or how about then, from, i don't know and, i guess i'm just like i'm like and how about I don't you know, know. The, dolores the, the, killed the, arnold and all that fun stuff and let's not forget <laughs> that uh what was the what was the big thing that threw me this week is when I I want I wanted he, I've wondered who the man shot in the, himself in the head oh yeah. my god who the man in the man in black is you know uh Ed, not Ed Harris what the hell is it? was it is it Ed Harris what the fuck is his name I no. think it's Ed Harris no no, no it's got no, 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 no. so what the fuck is his, it's not Ed yeah Harris. man in black I know who you're talking about the man in black yeah 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 yeah, yeah I'm tracking yeah. all of this I'm tracking all of it and I'm just mm-hmm. I'm still just like eh. I don't know. Maybe it's just the Western motif never spoke to me. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that might be I don't know what it is. Uh, well, no, it's just, I, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I find the idea intriguing, 
the especially the robots and the sentience and mm-hmm. um but i'm waiting for more of the uh, okay here's what i'm waiting for i am waiting for the goddamn robots to wake the fuck up and revolt it is Ed Harris. i uh it's yeah i thought it was at harris yeah like Sorry. i just no i know it's getting there but i am i am waiting for that moment like every time the robots do anything where they're like fighting their internal programming mm-hmm. and they are evolving as we're seeing it i'm like okay i'm there but like the the maze thing i'm like i don't feel like you guys knew what you were writing here no the maze and, is there there is not a actual maze it's a Mm-hmm. It's a way it's the way that the programs are self-actualizing. It's how Bernard became Arnold again. It's how uh Dolores found her way to be who she was before. It's the whole, you know, and it's the building up of the psyche of these right. programs and these well, creations that turn them into sentient beings based around pain, you know. It's just for me is like I'm just watching this I'm like fuck, man, they they really know how to turn the, turn it around on people because I mean, the whole part uh, where, where like, okay, yeah. But if you have, if you haven't message. figured it out, I, I by understand. Now, no, no, no. Uh, not you. Okay. I'm talking to the audience at large. If you haven't figured it out by <laughs> now, the show is not just one timeline. As you're watching this, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's at least clearly, three. Clearly. It's at least three timelines going concurrently. So, if you haven't also figured it out, and I'm going to probably, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot if if I'm wrong about this, but Ed Harris is Billy. Hmm. You know the 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 guy that's in love with Dolores and the that's, that's there with his no, brother-in-law. I'm not with you. I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm. This is also a show. I I know I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch oh, the whole man. season. <laughs> I went back and watched the first episode. And I'm like, holy shit! They layered this thing perfectly because there's stuff you pick up. And yeah. you're like like the type font being different on the the can of paint that Dolores drops out of her bag is like her way to get people to talk to her kind of thing. The font changes on it. So it'll tell you it'll tell you exactly what area you're in by looking at the font on this thing and it's like you see, even their, I'm seeing it completely differently. Even their continuity I, I is like, amazing. <laughs> like the blood splatter that she has on her oh, face God. when she's talking to Bernard comes up in another scene where she has the same blood splatter and I'm like god damn. <laughs> this must have been an editing nightmare. <laughs> Yeah. See, and I'm there getting a completely so different things. feel. I'm getting a total, and um, I love Battlestar Galactica. And again, I'm I'm in with Westworld. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I'm getting this feeling where, like, you can kind of tell the writers were like throwing things at a dartboard and like let's do this. Like, uh, like in, in Battlestar Galactica, I felt like the the writers would just have the pictures of all the characters on a dartboard, and then they'd cover their eyes and like be like, and you're a Cylon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I I don't I don't feel like and there there's actually some legitimacy to this is that the the entire like the there this was actually filmed over years and there was a lot of changeovers in the writing staff and everything and so I'm I don't feel like there was a cohesive uh, cogent story yeah when they began the I don't is, feel like that's there and so they, I feel like I I'm not. I'm not, it, it, this isn't Game of Thrones where they have a direction, they know their characters, and, and they were, and, and again, they, they, they were working off of source material. Had, had a direction. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, they still yeah. have. They I know, still but have they don't a have a, fin- you, they don't have a finished book in their hands for. <laughs> no, but they, they have, they know where they're going. They know, I know that, that's they what know I was going to. And- I was going to go into that and say that, yes, maybe for this first season, 
maybe for the last couple of episodes, they finally got their shit together and they're finally saying, okay, this is the direction we're going to take it. I can see where people would say that they didn't know where they were going. I think that they had figured it out at a certain point, but when they say we'll be back for season two, which they've already been greenlit for, they can finally go, okay, now we can plot this whole thing out and make sure we keep this narrative going. It's not going to be like I'm going to keep watching through season two. I'm going to keep, and I hope that they do that because mm-hmm. um, HBO does have a history of being able to um, throw money have at a, stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, have it, have it, have a, have a storyline and be like, okay, we're done now. Like, I know they've done that with other stories, right? Be like, okay, we're yeah. done now. And 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 have where you're not just building on building on building on building on just nonsense. Yeah. But um this first season, I feel like there's been so many things where I'm just like, nah, I don't know where you're going with this. And it's not even like I don't know where you're going with this. I'm just like, you don't know where you're going with this <laughs> yet. And, and so that is that is entirely possible. It's entirely possible they don't know where they're going yet. But I really, I, uh, I like, being I on want to see, <laughs> I want to see where they're going. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, I'm in love with the concept. I really am. And, you know, come on, I, to be I'm honest, actually personally, there's there so many boobs. I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. I am based like that, <laughs> basic like that. Too. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, I, I enjoy you the know, fact that you, um, uh, you have a show where you can make grandiose statements about it. Like, you know, I think mm. Do- uh, Dr. Ford could be the only human left on earth after some sort of huge calamity. And he's in his own theme park, just fucking around and having fun with stuff. Oh God. Because we saw the underground of this place and it's decrepit and <laughs> falling apart and everything. So, I mean, you never know. Maybe this is, maybe it's like a matrix kind of thing. This has all happened don't, before. Don't it's going to happen again. Don't say that. It's just, it's so fun that we're in such a we have such a wide open canvas that we can paint with our own paintbrushes. But that, that's it's, the that's a, there's yeah. a problem with geek culture where there's a lot of people that start going down that route, and then right. when the show doesn't go that way, they get pissed off about mm-hmm. it. I'm not one of those guys. I like to, it is yeah no I, will, I like yeah I'm right or wrong about things and so well I I don't I don't like to try to anticipate where they're gonna go no but it's I fun to think the, about. I, I, <laughs> It is. It is a lot of fun to think about, and I've got my own ideas about where they might want to go. But yeah, really, I'm. Well, I mean, fuck. Even I'm, in the first episode, really, when uh, what what what's the uh, what's the 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 kin to Dolores's Barbie, the the guy that always gets fucking killed, no matter what happens yeah, yeah, yeah. to him. <laughs> the tragic character and the man in black is always just Cyclops. fucking with him. Yeah, and so it's a. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I that's. That's how I see him. Yeah. Oh, it's Cyclops. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Oh, is... I always see him as, uh, yes. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. God damn it. You're right. <laughs> yes. He's Cyclops. He's Cyclops. Yeah, now now I hate him. I hate Cyclops. him no matter yeah. what. I fucking hate that. I hate Cyclops. Worst X Men. Yeah. Fucking hate him. Um, that's why I have a hard time feeling bad for him for anything. <laughs> like, oh, man, that sucked. But it's okay. It's but this, Cyclops. this last episode. I, guess I just don't, I just don't feel like. I can even speculate because I don't have a basis yet. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, literally they could blow the whole thing up. Like, I I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm not invested at this yeah. point. I don't know. I just, I don't feel I, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not invested. My, my wife's yeah. not, not as invested as I am. I start talking to her about the different timelines and who might be who. And she's like, um, I watch it with you. <laughs> I don't know. I I tend to I tend to invest pretty early into most things. Yeah. 
That's yeah, I do too. just well, Yeah, you had me even, no, you had me at the mini series for Battlestar Galactica. I Yeah. Yeah, that's not true. I I tend to invest after a season. Yeah. And if the if the overarching season, if the if the first book, if the overarching season can make me go, okay, I'll pay attention to the next one. <laughs> I, it took me it took me like five times watching the first three episodes of Archer to give the fourth episode a chance. Hello. Um, <laughs> really. See, I was like, sold on I, Archer because of C Lab twenty twenty one and Frisky Dingo and all of the other shows oh, that came like, out. I didn't like I that thing is I never I I stopped giving C Lab twenty twenty any chance. And Frisky <laughs> Dingo, I was out. Like I was hard out. Master Cylinder. Like, from, <laughs> I, I just gave zero fucks. Like I gave zero fucks. Cody. Uh I don't know. It Cody. takes it Cody. 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 <laughs> it takes a lot for me to it takes a lot for me to be like all right i give a fuck i give a fuck and then once i'm sold like once once you have a story for me like then i'm in like then i am in hard like i will know everything there is to know about this yeah. world about these characters i will read on this shit but yeah it's at the point where i'm on the, i'm i've actually subscribed to the subreddit already because i like <laughs> the show that much <laughs> And that's fandom right there. But what I th- one of the fun things I think about this, what the show is, and we'll probably cut it short here really quickly after we get this last statement out of the yeah. way, is that it's a show that's trying to tell everybody, what the fuck do you think makes you so special for being a human? What? No. Why do you yeah, think no that care. you're so special? Oh, that's you know? that's yeah. the part that does keep me interested is because mm-hmm. the ghost in the machine, right? Yeah. The, right. The idea of consciousness in something that is not human. And this mm-hmm. this idea that the, that the soul is not an actual thing that is born in living things. Uh, it's the same thing that made me so engaged in the data character, right? Like he is alive, yeah. he's a person. He's not a human, but he's a person. Right. Yeah, right. That's right. where I, what, that's where I right. live. Right, but where's the where's the line between machine and alive? And oh my god! And like yes, I love that. When, when Ford, I fucking like, love that so much. When, when Ford said to him, like, yeah, this isn't the first. This isn't yeah. the first time that you've tried to take me out, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's like Anthony Hopkins has done this. He's been around the block a couple of times with this whole machine mm-hmm. sentience thing, so he like knows what to do. Has backdoors installed, like the whole Charlotte character, <laughs> where she's supposed <laughs> oh to be there as this killbot, and he shuts her down immediately. And he's, mm-hmm. it's almost like the whole like a uh, clever girl thing from Jurassic Park, where where mm-hmm. Bernard was just like, fuck, oh god, <laughs> and the the ending of that one. Oh, but yeah. what really twisted my noodle on this episode and made it me think that the man in black is actually Billy is when Logan hands him the picture of the sister that he's supposed to be marrying. Uh, and so he's like, did you forget about this? And so he's holding that God, picture, looking at it. And I'm it. like, that's the picture that, that the dad digs up. And it, he goes, it God, looks like nothing. to yeah, me. It looks like nothing. to me." Yeah, yeah. Clearly a separate timeline, a separate timeline. Yeah. So, but that's like uh, yeah, no, the, I, I'm interested. I'm still, like I said, I'm still in. I'm just not mm, like okay. geeking out. Yeah, yet. it's a good show. I, I like it. It's it's if yeah. you're if you're on HBO, yeah. why not watch it? I mean, if you ha- if you're paying no, monthly, why not? So it's it's a it's a it's a show to think about. It there's, there's something there for everybody, and I I, yeah. I quite enjoy it. So we're gonna jump into like, fun with real audio now that everybody's good and liquored up. So uh, we're gonna shit. go to our yes. we're gonna go to our second <laughs> break, and we'll be right fucking back. 
respect. Do you know where Saskatchewan is? Probably not. It's in Canada. If you do, you might know a city named Regina. In Regina, there's a studio. And in that studio, there are, at least once a month, a bunch of skeptical atheist geeks and goofballs who get together to do a podcast. We are the Brainstorm Crew, and we're trying to help spread a bit of reason and critical thinking while still having fun. Never taking things too seriously, but still not accepting everything we're told, we go through different topics, exploring them in depth, and often disagreeing. We try to stick to provable facts, and we never trust a myth. That's why we say we're woo-free since 2013. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker under Brainstorm. Or check out our website, brainstormblog.net. I can't promise you'll always agree with us, but I can promise you'll have fun listening to us. Welcome to this week's Fun with Real Audio, and boy, do we have four wonderful clips for you. This first one's going to be kind of quick because it's Pat Robertson on the 700 Club. And yes, goddammit, X. No, no, no. That one's coming up. Uh, he's the he's the first clip and the fourth clip. So I'm gonna. Oh, but they're good. completely oh, different topics. So. Okay, okay. So this first one's just that. a bit dumb. So just listen to what <laughs> what constitutes a question to the fucking 700 Club. If you haven't heard this by now, come on. Margaret says two years ago, a born again single lady I know bought a 60 year old house. Earlier this year, she was woken up by her bed shaking. It happened again then after uh, asking neighbors if something bad happened in the house. She learned there have been two separate suicides in the garage <laughs> and maybe a third in the house. A few others, uh, a few other things have happened in the house, like cabinet doors being open that had been shut and waking up to a, an unintelligible electronic voice. Uh, what do you suggest she do? It's the neighbors fucking with you. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because a 60-year-old woman selling a house is so fucking easy. Yeah, yeah, Pat. Get back into reality with me on this one. How about you give them actual real advice? Uh, ghosts aren't real. Oh, wait, we couldn't do that one because he believes in demonic possession. That's right. I forgot about that. I was going to say, you know, let's laugh about demons. We believe demons are real. <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah, go ahead and sail on that, sell that house. Just bail on that shit. Nope, seriously. Just nope the fuck out of your demon house. Let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> or, wait, I think he does actually say... <laughs> One word, sell and get out. You know, there are demon spirits. They yep, are there real. We go. And I do think that in this case, that house is, is possessed. You could get a group of people in there to do a uh, exorcism and get rid of them. But I think in your case, the, old, the ladies in her 60s, single lady, sell the thing. Let somebody else have the problem. Nice new yes. what, is the, okay. what is with the background music there? They're swelling to go to a commercial, I think. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> That made it extra creepy. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. They're like, demons are totally real. There's a demon in your house. Give it to someone else. Let's and go let to commercial. In the meantime, so and, the, and the whole time, the whole time there's this <laughs> music in the background. Like, oh, we're so happy. We're a show for you. Let's go to commercial now. I just have to laugh because even me, I, I, I have I, me and my wife both work and we want to move out of our house, but we realize how big and fucking daunting that task is going to be. So we just both keep kind of going, well, oh, maybe not this week. Maybe not this. We're, we're not really looking forward to it because buying a house is a fucking chore. It's not like it's not buying a car. I mean, people yeah, like people it's bitch not, about buying cars. Hey. Buying cars is nothing compared to buying a house. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to buy a house once and it was a nightmare. Oh, it's fucking terrible. And so, I mean, 
Yes, you can have people that walk you through it fairly easy, but you're still signing like 30 different pages. You're getting a 30 year goddamn loan if you're people like us, <laughs> because I don't understand how people can have a 10 year loan on a $300,000 house. Like they make a lot of money. I don't yeah. know how this is Utah. What the fuck? We don't have, do we have really like stock traders in this? Oh wait, no, we have multi, uh, multi-level marketing. I forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. he's like, yep, just go ahead and move out of that house and let somebody else be that problem. It's like, fuck you, Pat. Not everybody has a diamond mine. Go fuck yourself. You old wrinkly scrotum. I'm so tired of the not, shitty advice that he gives. Not everybody. Not everybody takes big donations from people who can't afford it. Yeah, and we're yeah, also no not kidding. the kind of people that says, don't use condoms. You know, we're not those kind of people. Use condoms. Yeah, look, fucking around. Look, you we know, get, put your we fist get in one. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, look, we, we get maybe 10 bucks a month for this show. <laughs> How much do you get? How much do you get from people? We'll get there one day. And then I'll have a diamond mine. And then I'll look back <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, just go ahead and sell that piece of shit house well the the problem the problem is we're not promising people like well some kind of salvation yeah and i would actually not tell her to sell i'd be like you go find a place to rent and you rent your place out until it's paid off get that passive income working for you but no that that's that's real (laughs) that that makes too much sense no let's go ahead and get rid of our assets or hold on hold on stay with me now with you you don't have to buy (gasps) Buying is not always the best option. Nope. Maybe talk with a fiduciary. Just hire them for one session. Just the one. It's actually fairly affordable. Just talk to a fiduciary about your financial situation and if buying is really the best choice for you. You don't have to buy. You don't have to buy. It most, is not always a good investment, guys. It's not always. It's not always. Most, if uh, you're just, that is true. Most, most people that I have talked to that are, let's just say rich, <laughs> you know, I know a couple of people that are rich. I'm, I'm not the kind of guy like, hey, give me some money or anything like that. Fuck, I would love to be that person, but I can't be that guy. But the thing is, is they, they say rent. They're like, unless you're planning on staying at that same place for the rest of your goddamn life, don't buy something. Right? And the thing is, you don't want to buy something that you stay at. You want to buy something that you're charging other people to be there. You know, so they're saying buy something that you're going to rent, but never rent, you well, know, when, never buy. You buy, people are like, are like oh but it costs less than rent and i'm like yeah but now you have responsibility of all of the maintenance of the and home you also can't be mobile yeah you can't yeah pick you can't up be mobile you, you. even if there's a better job for you somewhere else you if you have a life-changing event uh, well good fucking luck yeah um just no the, the buying is not always the best option exactly and for a mm-hmm. lot of people who are low to middle income yeah you're spending more on rent per month but you're spending less on a lot of other things and as somebody who has seen what home ownership looks like like mm-hmm. from like being an adult and living with my mother i'm like oh god this is getting expensive yep. this is getting expensive yeah be a oh, homeowner when no your furnace goes out in winter time that, that's fun <laughs> yeah oh there's no air we're gonna have a fire in the living room kids <laughs> and we don't have insurance on that yay <laughs> alright so yeah Pat Robertson terrible fucking advice go uh, I was gonna say go kill yourself but I'm like whoa that went fucking dark really fast but I'm like nope nope let's not do that let's let natural nobody, things take course nobody. here let, well, let's, let's let like another six months stop. pass and then <laughs> really 
stop just taking your medication. Stop, yeah, stop taking your pills, Pat. No, yeah, start taking stop. more of them. Start mm-hmm. taking more, just stop. a lot more. They're not. They're not. Just take them all, <laughs> At one and time, they will work much handful. better. Yeah, they they store in your body. Or big handful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Tim Wildman. Nobody do that. Don't take advice from a podcast. Never take advice from a podcast or legal advice from a podcast, as I've learned from opening especially arguments. legal. But <laughs> I mean, consider what you hear on a podcast and then fact check it later. That's yeah. really that's the advice. Yeah, yeah. The advice and. Right. Always buy low, sell high. <laughs> or wait, no. Eli sell, totally did not lick. Right buy high, there. sell low. I can't remember. <laughs> Damn it. I don't know. Okay, so we have Tim Wildemon. Must be licking something. I can lick things. I can yeah. do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, let's see. He's, he wants to talk about how we avoided a catastrophe by getting Trump. <laughs> so oh, mm, shit. We're, getting there. we're getting there. Here, here we go. The secular progressive movement as represented by President Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, they've had eight years of putting people into offices and places in the federal government. Right. I think with had Hillary Clinton been uh, uh, elected, I think that the attacks on the Christian community would have gotten more intense. I, I think that's exactly it. It certainly is the perception, I think, on yeah. the part of... What's that? What? a fucking christian she's a christian she's a christian well, so, she is. so is obama yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Remember, remember that he's whole kind of like my he's kind of like my dad of a christian yeah like, but yeah he believes everybody forgets about the whole goddamn america <laughs> pastor thing that he had problems with when he was first getting elected in you know the i can't remember yeah. his name because i don't care about keeping names of religious folk in mind but 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 hillary is like christian like she's a hippie Christian. Like she's a total 1960s, totally 70s. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, she's yeah, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. Like the soft hippie Jesus Christian. No, no, but she's no, no, a total no, Christian. No, she killed people. Nope. She had she had classified email on servers that she handed off to the Russians. No, you're thinking of Trump that is you <laughs> uh, completely in the pocket of Russia. Let's let this asshole go. Under the basket of deplorables, right? Absolutely. I, I think the expectation is that Hillary, uh, President Hillary Clinton would have fully weaponized the federal government to come after Christians. And that's based on what President Obama did uh, during his eight years. What? <laughs> fully weaponized. Show me, show me one police tank that has come after a Christian church. Show me one. Because I can show you the police tanks that have targeted people of color. Yeah. I can show you those. And. I can she, show you the black churches that have been burned and vandalized. I can uh, show you the increased violence against black people and people the, of color. I can show you the increased harassment of women since Trump got elected. But no one fucking person can show an actual targeted approach, uh, targeted militarization against Christianity. No fucking person can find that we can find it against black churches but that has nothing to them with, do with them being christian that has to do with them being black and everyone fucking knows it also you heard in that little bit of a quote here that we're the basket of deplorables hillary said half of wow. his supporters are a basket of deplorables if you and want to own was right you want to own that whole well we're just a bunch of deplorables okay go ahead and put yourself into the bad half that she said that, that is, pushes for mm-hmm. trump 
not the good half. You they're know. trying to they're trying to use it like you know All feminist did nasty woman. Uh, they're like nasty yeah. woman, right? Like we're yeah. they're trying to use that like oh, aren't we so deplorable? The thing is that what you guys actually say is fucking deplorable. Yeah, the yeah. things you guys preach is fucking deplorable, and it's not just the modern progressive era that says no. this shit. We can find cultures throughout history that would say the way you treat people is fucking deplorable. Yep. I mean, we have people in Europe that go, so that Breaking Bad TV show that, you know, made it over here, a lot of us had problems with that because if it was any other country, he would just get the medical care that he needed. Yeah, they don't <laughs> fucking understand. They can't fucking understand why somebody would turn right. to crime to get medical care. They can't fucking wrap their heads around it. They're like, it's a great mm-hmm. TV show, but you guys wouldn't take care of a guy with cancer? You guys wouldn't yeah. take care of a human being dying of cancer. You would just let him die. And the answer is, yep. yeah. That's how we do things mm-hmm. in this country. If that you is, get the sick, answer is, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're any other skin color than white, fuck you. Yeah. If you're anybody, yeah. well, if you're anybody no, other than a Christian, fuck you. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's be perfectly fucking clear. Poor whites suffer from this too. Oh, yeah. But I'm just poor saying, whites, I'm just, poor whites should be natural allies with people of color but, but we not. have set up a system exactly. no they're not because we have set up a system where they just believe because we've told them that they are superior that they are superior mm-hmm. to people of color and women and that they get to have authority over them and that so no matter how poor and everything they are they have social standing so if they stand next to them they see themselves as lower beings and mm-hmm. the thing is that the issues that they're dealing with are the same fucking issues that people of color are dealing with when it comes to poverty, poverty and economic yeah, level and access to health care <laughs> and access yeah, to education. Definitely. These are the same fucking issues. But we've told them if you stand next to them, you are a lower class of human. So they the only sense of power that they have is to to oppress women and people of color. Yep. The KKK That's came, That's came all directly directly from the emancipation proclamation directly it from did. that and that's it why did. you also had local sheriffs that came up from from the slave days because what would you do you were paying people probably not that much fucking money but you gave them power over another group of people and that's what made them stay around and so this is why they employed poor white to be the overseers on uh plantations, plantations. Yeah. yeah this is because those poor whites were getting paid jack shit they were being used and exploited for their labor, but or, they were given a position of power and, yep. and they were put in a place to resent black people. When they, that's have, what they were supposed to do. Go watch the movie 12 years a slave and she see the differences of how the white slaves were treated from the black slaves. And that will tell you everything you need to know. The early slave rebellions were conjoined effort of indentured servants and yep. black slaves. They were they were natural allies because they were treated the same yep. because race wasn't the issue. It was exploiting people. Mm-hmm. It was exploiting people because slavery has until and England and America. Owner, my my whole thing would be to make as much fucking money as I possibly can. But, you know, I have right. morals and all that shit. <laughs> right. Um, but the, the thing is, like it, uh, throughout history, slavery was never race based. Slavery had nothing to do with your race. Power had nothing to do with your race. And that followed through, but they found a way to make it fucking racial by saying, hey, poor white people, we're not going to treat you better, but we're going to tell you you're superior. And we're going to keep you from any of the benefits that 
being wealthy comes with, but we're going to be nicer to your fucking face. And that's it. That's all they fucking got. And that mentality has stretched through to the modern era. And it absolutely has. And if anyone tells me otherwise, I'll be like, show me, show me, because I can show you how mine has. Which is exactly my, what we're my about claim. Here. Has, please, please show us where yeah. Christianity was attacked anywhere near the amount that. Show me. Yep. You know, we were we were concerned about what the uh, FCC might have done for right. a radio network. I think that yeah, they should the take you off the air if you're giving hate speech. That that is be completely the result pulled. of a Hillary Clinton as president administration. Well, Hillary Clinton called us it's, the basket of the poor. And then uh, uh, President Obama, when he was running eight years ago, said we're people who cling to guns you and Bibles. So they have. Sorry. You do cling okay. to your guns and your Bibles. You cling to well, them like they're the only thing that can get you okay, through. Okay, you know what? No. Okay. This, this, here's, where, here's where I'm going to start getting pissed because they're, they're like, she one time said something that wasn't that nice. Fucking Donald Trump bragged about sexually assaulting women, okay? He has mm -hmm. repeatedly said that he thinks women belong at home. He has repeatedly said he does not respect women and, and he has he has repeatedly shown that women, he believes women should be treated as lesser. And that's not even including uh -oh. racist shit that he says. But when we talk about the, the, the women thing, that applies to all women, women of color. I mean, yeah. well, let's talk about Ms. Piggy, right? And Miss and Miss Housekeeping. <laughs> yeah. She was Latina. All right. So when he sits there and bitches that one white woman said something kind of not nice and like, let's ser seriously, basket of deplorables. Hillary, you're a grandma. You're a grandma. Um, <laughs> That's such a like that was like that was such yeah. a tame fucking thing uh, to such say. Such a polite way to like denigrate half yeah, of Trump it supporters. So, <laughs> it was so polite when Trump is like grabbing by the pussy, and you're sitting there bitching about not being treated as nice all the like the nicest yeah. all the fucking time. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and come live a day in my shoes, you piece of shit. All right, there we go. Let, let's That's let him finish up. Hang on. The second progressive movement, they're not always out front with it, but they have a contempt for especially conservative Christians. Yeah. And I think with the election of Donald the wrong Trump, buttons. <laughs> we avoided catastrophe. Uh, it's not saying that Donald Trump is a savior. We're still going to have to watch what goes on. But I think that the secular progressive movement would have, uh, and, and the power of the federal government, especially the executive branch, was ready to really. Uh, penalize and uh, and criminalize. Who knows? Uh, Christianity in America, and we avoided that. What penalize. the shit? Are you fuck? kidding me? What the shit? Fuck? No, we're just gonna keep talking about how shitty you are. Yeah. We're just gonna keep doing it because yeah. nothing you're doing is illegal. And sh well, yeah, that, you that might be. Is, yeah. He's mm -hmm. definitely illegal, um, and we should mm -hmm. be targeting for illegal things, but. We're not going to get after you for saying things we don't like. We're not going to like, oh, my God. But no, a black man just states that he yeah. has a gun in the vehicle and he gets shot. And you're going to sit there and act like you're so fucking persecuted. They're like, man, we really dodged a bullet on that. We would have been called out on all of our fucking privilege. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. We're going to move on from this one. Okay, we have one of our favorites, Jim Baker. Reminder, if you want me to eat a bucket of this shit, go and donate to Patreon. The more people that do, more people are going to be watching me eat this shit. Uh, anyway, what he's going to be talking about 
is just so far off of the scale for me. It's like the whole KKK thing that we read earlier, hating the alt-right because they're not Christian enough. This one tips the scales for me that I just can't fucking believe it. Here we go. The, the thing that is shocking, Putin and Trump, I don't know what, what's going on, but they're talking about helping Israel rebuild their temple. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? Oh, end times. Yep. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, shocking. You know, it, it really is. At Raleigh. Yeah. Raleigh. If, if, wow. Uh, wow. Wait, are they upset about this or happy about this? What's that? Are they upset about this or happy about this? No, they're happy about it because, you know, the restored temple in Jerusalem and plus something else that he's going to be talking about here. Just hang on. Because uh, I just want to ask, but- hold on. I just want to ask our listeners somebody yeah. point out to me where, like, the specific rebuilding of the temple is an end time thing. I think they're talking about a restored temple in Jerusalem plus what's happening, going to be happening. Hang on. Uh, we'll do it when Tom's here. <laughs> Rabbi, yeah, Tom. I like Tom. Um, Whatever. Burger, Rabbi, Rabbi Burger. of David's tomb on Mount Zion, agreed that recent political events were a sign that Jews in America should relocate to Israel. Yeah, because y'all motherfuckers in America are about to get crazy. Then I think they'd be saying that because they think that hmm, maybe there could be some more fucking anti-Jew thing going on in, in the world here pretty soon. And we're going to see another goddamn Holocaust. I don't think we're going to get that yeah, far. That's... Gosh, I hope we don't get that far. But Well, the Jews have only been partially mentioned. Honestly, if we're talking about targets, we're we're looking at Muslims and Mexicans here. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's not going to be good. <laughs> it's not going to be good for women or black people. Nope, not where you're gonna have to wear the redneck hijab i don't know what that would be yeah it's, <laughs> it's not it's not gonna be good for you but you're not gonna be like active targets yeah uh so, but it's so, d- muslims jews jews black people and women and you know women in those groups that i just mentioned yeah it's not gonna be good for you but uh but the interesting thing here is that these rabbis have been saying come to come to israel ever since they established themselves as a nation. So they shouldn't be too surprised about this. But, you know, of course, they're going to see rebuilding of a temple, people coming out of Jerusalem, I mean, coming to Jerusalem. Hang on. Within God's command to Abraham to leave his homeland and to come to Israel is a hidden message to the Jews that this year they must do as Abraham did and come home, said Rabbi Berger. That sounds wow. so weirdly so, anti-Semitic. I'm, that sounds like, and I know a rabbi said it, but like yeah. I don't know. It just feels so like ah, I'm <laughs> no, not. I'm just not comfortable with the entire thing. I'm just not. Only, we've only got like twenty seconds, and this is where they really, really drop the shit. Hang uh, on. Hey, when they start talking about building the temple, and the Jews all coming back yeah. to Israel, yeah. oh. the King of Kings and the Lord oh. of Lords comes. After that, right? They've been promising me this for a long time now. They've they've been promising this for a long time. Buckets, just buckets of cum. Just (laughs) I know is he almost? Can I make the king of kings come? 
No. So when the King of Kings does come, that all means that it's the end of the fucking world. So literally, yeah, these people Amen. are cheering the Bible. for the end times. Yeah, they are they literally really are. cheering for the end fucking times. Christianity. Yeah, yeah. But, if you, know, you if you have if you have any romantic thoughts about religion at all, especially Christianity, get them out of your fucking brain because they are a death cult. They they oh, really are. They are a blood atonement fucking death cult, and it's right. disgusting. And it's really kind of creepy that the end of the world comes with a gigantic god orgasm. Bucket to come. Just that's what's in those buckets. He's bucket so that's Jim that Baker come right all, right all over all the right over the, the world. It right just, all over that, that three pounds of cheese in a jar. <laughs> okay, now I'm out. Now I'm out. God damn it! Actually, you ruined it. You I, ruined it. I was having in my own head. Uh, yeah, I just came um, way too early. Yeah, but like, yeah. You know, I get told that all the time. Just, not, well, look, I mean, really, God just—he's been, been eating junk food. He's—he's—he's he's, he's been eating oh. nothing but junk food and asparagus. Oh, and, and asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine, just like a a waterfall of cum just following falling onto Jerusalem. Everybody just walks out. People slipping on it and shit. Oh man, just the comedy it all, writes itself. Yeah, and it all smells vaguely of salty French fries. <laughs> Old salty French fries. <laughs> you like chlorinated salty French it's fries? Not even warm. Like now no, it's, it's not warm. It's gone yeah, ropey. It's like, Old. It's like it's like starting to rub you a little raw. <laughs> yeah. And like, and like oh, paper towels God. don't really help. Like paper, like it, a wet, like a moist towelette just kind of like spreads it around. Like you need like <laughs> a wet dry washcloth. one. Yeah, no, you need it, it dry. Like you have to yeah. go dry because yeah. like the because yeah. there's too many oils in it, right? Like it's well, wet. Too, it's right. just to well, you need a you need a good <laughs> microfiber and then and a good shower and then you're okay. Well, to quote clerks, but, you know, you know, come leave streaks if you don't clean it up right away. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it there is seriously a like twenty second window, like it is like this is great. Twenty seconds, it better be off. Like you better be done. And the best and, scene about the whole best part about that whole fucking thing where he's talking about being a jizz mopper at, at a at nudie booth is that's exactly what the guy's buying. He's buying Windex and fucking paper towels. <laughs> yeah, yeah paper towels. And then the Windex is for the aftermath. The Windex is yeah. like the the you the gotta get the streaks off. The Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's for the street. Okay, yeah. let's get to our last one, Pat Robertson, and wow, he went he he, he tackles a question, and I'll let you yeah. hear the question, but it's essentially having to deal with how do you deal with an unruly daughter? Pretty much is what it's coming from. So, oh God, I oh, tailored God. this one. I tailored picking this one and doing it last because I knew Felicia would have the most liquor in her at this point, and I knew she would just lose her goddamn mind. So here we go. This first one comes from Lori, who says, two years Hi, ago, Lori. our daughter got very angry with us and abruptly cut us out of her life. People don't just abruptly <laughs> cut you out of your life from getting angry. No, 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 no. I have had full-on shouting matches with my sister. Like, she has thrown things at me. Nothing mm. ever, like, you know, dangerous. Just, like the things in her hand. Like, like yeah. you know, like she had an ice cube that she was like it was hot in the summer and ah and like we're shouting at each other whatever uh still <laughs> love her yep. still love her very much like 
So Indeed. no, you don't just abruptly because you had one oh, no. ar- it gets, argument. It That's gets not even, how humans interact. It gets even more in depth here. Hang on. Since then, she's even had a baby that we have not seen. Enough time for she's having babies. She's never shared with us what's wrong. Our sons say it's a communication issue. We can't figure it out. And in spite of reaching out multiple times and offering apologies, she refuses to try to restore the relationship. Now she's begun inviting her brothers and their families over for the holidays, causing them to travel between our two homes in the same city. So we as Christian parents can't figure out why the fuck our kids won't hang out with us. <laughs> is what I'm hearing. This sounds like my this sounds like sounds like my maternal grandfather who has been like nothing but an asshole. Um, my most prominent memory of this guy was yelling at me because his bird freaked out because I stepped too close to the cage. Like he yelled at me because his bird went ah! Like I didn't even do anything. <laughs> That's an just, asshole thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, so just, like, I stepped too close to the bird cage, which the Why bird was the, not in. He was leave the bird alone. No, the bird alone. What the fuck no, did you? Know, he's like no, yelling yeah, at me. Hey, go, no, get away from the bird. bird. Get away from the bird. Yeah, <laughs> leave so, the like, bird alone. So, but that's like just the worst thing he's ever done to me. Leave like, the alone. The, 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 the day I decided I wasn't going to have a relationship with my grandpa was the day that he called my mother in Chicago because he was in quarantine. He was in quarantine in the hospital. So he couldn't see anyone. And he called my mother while we were in Chicago to yell at her for not telling him that her cousin on his side was in Salt Lake. He couldn't have seen her. <laughs> he couldn't have fuck? seen her. He yelled at her like her t- straight twenty minutes while we were at brunch. And I was like, yeah, I'm not talking to that, that asshole. Hung up, like yeah. that would not yeah. me. Nope. So to to recap, this daughter got in an argument with the parents, Christian parents, of course. Yep. yep. Doesn't hang out with them. Had enough time to have a kid, establish a home probably, and invite family members over to go visit during the holidays in the same city. So it's not a distance thing. It's not a age thing. It's probably because you're Christian parents. So I would guess, but let's let the rest of the question come out and then hear what Pat has to say about this. I feel it's dishonoring for our sons to join in her rebellion and that they ought to tell her that they will continue the family traditions as usual at mom and dad's house, that they will help bring restoration to our family, but will not participate in her rebellious behavior that splits the family of the holidays and other family occasions. Am I wrong? Uh, no, you're not. You do shit the yeah. way we want, or else. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. You don't. Yeah. You you are wrong. You don't participate in rebellion, or we don't love you anymore. How about how about people? There's been a, a a lot of shit missing from the boomer generation of self reflection. I think that's yeah. it's generations post boomer where we go. Okay, well, what the fuck am I doing wrong? At least that's what okay, most then, normal people do, they, I should say. But that, but then, then they sit there and go, well, the millennials are so sensitive. And they are sitting there going, oh, this is what everyone else is doing wrong. No, they're doing that because they're going, hey, am I a part of this bad system? Like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And then they're like, no, you're such pussies. You need safe spaces. Like, no, you're not even. You don't even know what the fuck that term means. You're using it wrong. You're wrong. Just stop it. You're you, wrong. You really should just stop. So, hang on, Pat. This is a really a tragic thing. But you know, daughters. God bless them. I have daughters. I have granddaughters. I have great granddaughter. I have great granddaughter. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> okay, Pat, that's great. We know that you fucked now. Thanks. Thanks for letting us know that. Okay. Thanks for putting that image into my head that you have had he children. Just fucked ugh. at least uh, like seriously, and it was always terrible. Yeah, I like to joke that it's I have three kids and one of them's a set of twins, so I'm like I could say I could I, I've had sex at least twice in my life. I could tell people <laughs> that it's funny because I got Yeah, I have no like kids the, and yeah. I can tell you. And everyone who's met me is like, oh, no, she's had a lot of sex. <laughs> the sweetest things in the world. I have a lot. Daughters they the also in the world, could but... be going through puberty and then go through all kinds of hormonal changes. And they get nuts uh, along the way. They get nuts. What? They get nuts. Excuse me, what? Excuse me, no, what? I'm sorry. No. Here no, comes the no, mansplainer. I'm sorry. No, you you Actually. heard him right. I'm sorry. The hormones will make the women folk nuts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The the science has proven that the hormones make no. you nuts. No, no. The okay, the hormones <laughs> the hormonal changes that every teenager goes through makes every fucking teenager just not understand fucking anything. First of no, all, no, yes. <laughs> Even if they didn't have the hormones, like they'd still be like, I'm old enough to understand enough of what I've gone through to question mm-hmm. everything that I've gone through. It's like a normal thing. But then the hormones make every teenager nuts. But then like that resolves itself in your <laughs> early 20s. And then you're mm-hmm. just like stuck trying to be an adult. But that does not make women nuts. Oh, <laughs> fine. see, fine. see why I picked fine. this one. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you know, a slight, a little slight sets them off. And <laughs> it's so delicious. <laughs> Such a sexist asshole. <laughs> I, I, I am actually like, okay, you You're speechless. anyone who actually knows me and they'll be like, no, Felicia is like, a, she's a very scientific person. She's a very scientific person, and she like she likes facts. She likes real things. And oh my god! Like, they are the little what's thing. going on. So I suggest I you pray for your god. daughter. I suggest you yeah. love her. Uh, I think for your other siblings to go along with this and not recognize what's yeah, there. Something's not right. There. But possibly you could get a gee. Something's not right there. I wonder what it could be. Could it be the parents, maybe? Because they're having a family get-together without the parents. Your daughter is not an actual human because she's not a man. So she doesn't understand real things. She doesn't understand real things. So she just, just just anything can set her off and you don't even know. So the best thing is to just treat her all sweet and soft. And does so, not ever actually uh, talk to her about anything. So according to Pat, it's all about the hormones. I mean, it could be <laughs> maybe abuse by the dad. Yeah. Could be something like that. How about that? Could it be? It could be a million other things. It, how about going to those instead of blaming your fucking kid for this stuff? Seriously, man. Christian no, but counselor separate, or somebody who's yeah. got some wisdom, Christian psychiatrist or She's other. She's not going to see exactly what's go. going on. You, you can figure. He just suggested a Christian psychiatrist. Cycles every month they have something that causes. Yeah, the boys are going along every with month. Well, the every boys month. ought to have every better month sense. Every, every month. Every month. Every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every month. He brought okay, up uh, periods. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. So your here's angry daughter is just her having her period. <laughs> okay. First of all, first of all, men go on the 
same range of hormonal cycles. Okay. Men have the same fucking range, but it's not as regulated. So they can't actually identify when they're just feeling shitty because of hormones because you fucking do it too. Okay. Men and look on oh, Kyle's Pat, face. Pat, you still fucking do this shit. You're like, you don't even get the benefit of menopause where it's just like evens the fuck out. No. You're still on that same hormonal fucking cycle. It's just you're not producing any reasonable sort of sperm at this point. But no, but no, you just can't identify That's his it. Dick. It's just... That's yeah, his dick. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Dust. And it doesn't even get hard. It doesn't even get hard anymore. It's not. It's a useless dick. It's a useless dick. No, he's like, got one of those no... balloon things that he pumps it up with. Oh, probably... okay. So. <laughs> Uh, we're guessing just, a lot about Pat's penis here, and Kyle's like, "I'm done." <laughs> just, it's just it, okay. But men go on a hormonal cycle too. Men do. Men, they they have their they, and they don't even know because it's not as regulated as females. And ours is on like a fucking cycle. <laughs> Man, we can identify the day where we're just like, ah, uh, you know what? I've been in a great mood for like three weeks straight, and I'm just sad today. Nothing, and and. And it's and by the fucking way, that's gonna be like the first day of your period, and it's gonna be like a week before your period. That's it. That's fucking it. And and and, and if she's sad, like the other days of her period, that's because it hurts, you pieces of shit. <laughs> that will take anyone fucking down. Yeah. Like it fucking hurts. <laughs> and it doesn't make you unreasonable. It doesn't make you change any of your opinions or your beliefs or your understandings or anything it just makes you feel it more because you're fucking tired because your body is doing a whole lot of shit and you're just fucking tired and that does not make you unreasonable it doesn't not every little thing fucking sets you off but you know what sets me the fuck off is somebody sitting there saying that i am unreasonable because i am subject to the body i fucking live in all right i'm out yeah i was gonna say you're being quite unreasonable there felicia (laughs) <laughs> I was is, is, I'm happy. Uh, is, he still has. He is, still has a minute. Is Aunt, is Aunt Flo visiting this month? <laughs> is is Aunt Flo visiting? No, no. don't answer that. <laughs> yep, stop, stop, both of you, stop. Like, but no, the girl is into this. I mean, you can think, okay, she's going to hit menopause and she's going to have another crisis. But these are hormonal things that go on at puberty and so forth, and and the slight little slights can kick somebody off. I mean, I know of one instance where a teenager was told by somebody, "You're a little bit overweight, aren't you?" <laughs> That's it. I don't talk to that person again. I won't have anything to do with them. You know. Hmm. I mean, it's that kind of little teeny slight. So it's. <laughs> they, they need to they need to have professional counseling but you can't force your daughter to go to see a, a shrink but they need to go see a psychiatrist or a christian a counselor, counselor, at least a family counselor and talk this thing out because this is absolutely ridiculous and it's a sin against god but um, you're in the right you're the parent you're supposed to honor your mother and father and if they don't honor you they're they're sinning against god so you've got God on your side. So just hold fast and keep loving and keep a door open and keep going. All right. You're right. The kid is wrong no matter what, because they're supposed to honor thy father and thy mother. So keep it brief because we need to call, We need to wrap this up. So Okay. Okay. All right. Kyle's doing Lamaze over there. All right.
All right, here's the fucking deal. All right. You yelled so she much into your mic that your levels are off. I, I, I'm <laughs> like, sorry. I'm sorry. You're like her. muted now. Sorry. <laughs> Skype doesn't like you anymore. <laughs> it's corrected you. I'm we're sorry. gonna we're gonna jump Listeners. to break. We're gonna jump to break. Yeah. And you're gonna save I, all that anger and you're gonna write a rant next week. So <laughs> Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna yep. All right. So we're gonna jump to the rants, which I'm good I have mine. You guys can calm down, relax, and we'll be right back. Have y'all ever wonder what it's like to be a redneck with empathy? Have you never heard of a southerner who isn't a blathering bigot? Well, have I got the show for you? It's the Podunk Polymath Podcast, hosted by myself, Chris, and it's the sentiments of a secular, sarcastic, screwed-up Southern SJW and skeptic. You can find me and the show on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or your favorite podcatcher. Y'all stop on by and take it easy now, okay? And now it's time for rants, and uh, the rant tonight is going to be coming from good old X himself, so... Like it always is, it's scripted, so apologies if it sounds too much like I'm reading off a teleprompter. So as I'm sure you've heard already this episode, we're edging closer and closer to the warfare against our fellow man in this nation. I hear the drums beating, I can hear the groaning from afar. Yes, my friends, it's time for the war on Christmas. I like to joke at times that I'm Switzerland in this equation because I honestly don't give a shit about the holiday except for the treats, the presents, and the whole time with family aspect of it. I play the same boring songs each year, turn the local dial to FM 100. That's a local, like, they start Christmas music before Thanksgiving even gets here. I go to the Festival of Trees, which I'm going to be doing this weekend, which is a, you know, charity event. I get the kids their picture with Santa. I set up the Christmas tree and try to make a little magic with the family. The problem with all of the above is nothing to me. However, all of the hardcore Christians out there want to remind us that we're forgetting something, something so deathly important. And that's Jesus. Yep. Here we are enjoying a nice holiday season, having some eggnog with some brandy, eating more ham than Shannon Barnson, who's a local celebrity podcaster who urges people to eat more ham, uh, could ever have hoped for, and just kind of getting insular and saying, fuck it to the rest of the world's problems. Yep, you're doing it wrong. In comes the Christian and splatters Jesus blood all over everything. Even candy canes have gotten the Jesus blood touch. It's fucking gross. So here's my proposal. We just start calling the holiday Yule or Saturnalia or something that takes, takes the Christ out of it. And while it removes all of your fucking body death, uh, your bloody death cult ownership of all the amazing pagan fun that we engage in. How's that sound? I mean, we had it first after all. Oh, wait, we can't do that. They'll claim to have ownership over the entire thing, no matter how much you can go back and point out the inconsistencies in their dubious claims to the festivities. They'll claim it's their idea. Emphasis on the holy in the holidays there, people. Uh, it doesn't really even matter that most of the slack-jawed Christ believer knows that their savior wasn't actually born on Christmas Day. You know, actually later, because why the fuck would he be in mangers with, like, baby animals if it wasn't springtime? They don't have babies in the fucking dead of winter. Anyway. But anyway, like we've seen in post-fact America, that doesn't matter. It's all about how you feel. It's about finding that narrative you like and running with it, you know, instead of, you know, catering what you should be learning or knowing or feeling or believing based on fucking evidence. While the rest of the Christ botherers are in pews, uh, worshiping with their non-existent deity or praying for peace on earth and goodwill towards men, us secular people will be out there doing it for real. 
No reward of eternal salvation necessary. No thanks needed. We do it because guess what? It's the right fucking thing to do, not some fucking commandment that you only follow when it suits you. Hey, Mr. Mormon Church, how goes that donating to the downtrodden thing? $1.2 billion over 30 years? Wow, that's so fucking generous, let me tell you. And nowhere near what you could be affording to give to people. So, I suggest that all of the Moes go out and use that 10% to help their neighbors or some homeless or, you know, something other than a religion that's more interested than making a dollar and out of their investments that they put the money into than what we actually pay their tax breaks for. And that's to fucking help people. So, yeah, go ahead and get offended over billboards and that say to skip church. Go ahead and fret that Starbucks didn't bring out a cup that you like and the color that you wanted to. The rest of us are having a good time ignoring and making light of your problems and laughing all the way to the liquor store. And rant. Deep breath. (laughs) Okay, so that does it for this week's episode. We're headed out to go record the Secret Patient Show. Uh, This week's is going to be an amazing tour into the mind of one of our favorite crazy Christians, Pastor James David Manning. So the episodes, that you can curr- the episodes that you can currently download via our website or that you see on YouTube are good. But keep in mind that those are a little over six months old. So if you want to hear the real current stuff, all it takes is a buck. That's a buck a week, which you contribute to us via patreon.com slash Utah Outcast. Thanks to Felicia and thanks to Kyle for joining us tonight. But sadly, this is the part where we must say to you guys that the Outcast will catch you again next week with a brand new episode. But until then, you're welcome. Funny. Good night, everybody. Eat more ham.
Again, thanks to our guest for not guest. We didn't have a guest. God damn it. I, I, guest. I edited every fucking piece of the script except this one line. God damn it. <laughs> so for each topic that we find funny, infuriating, or just plain newsworthy, we make sure to consume each with as much skepticism and as much as rever- irreverence as legally allowed by our church. Ran- led- I'm going to start that again. God damn it. <sighs> Terrible. Oh, okay. I'll just trim that part. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Not that much work. All I just got to do is drag the thing over. That's fine. It's right in the middle when you guys go like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> I can't fix I that. Gonna, I wanted to tell you which selfie of yours I like. Which one? I can't pick. I like them both the most. 